0: Hey, what time's it now? I mean, what's the time? It's... Mmm... The time... I mean... The space... I feel...
1: Mmm... Like the feel of it... I mean... The vibes of it... Yeah... The way... way, 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 way.
0: You ladies is crazy. 11 O'Clock Comics Episode 106 Somebody's making popcorn. Really? Yes, I smell popcorn. I can smell it. It it's delicious. Wow!
2: Don't you hate it whenever the bastards do that at the office?
0: Yes. It's of popcorn. Oh, they
2: burn it. They burn it. It's like oh, oh yeah! No, it's like it's like why don't you fry bacon and make a I burger? don't allow that shit.
0: <laughs> I'm not down with that I, I mean
3: I, I can't eat my popcorn anyway So the smell doesn't Really bother me anymore But I mean When they burn it, it I well,
0: Why can't I you I eat yeah. it?
3: I don't Um I choose not to No
0: I I
2: It's a religious
3: choice <laughs> No it's not It's just It's not
0: against Nothing against anybody Who does no, choose to eat No that's it, That's
3: but. cool I mean no I don't like microwave popcorn I What do you do To Jiffy Pop? No no I Uh you pop. Do stove the, top? Hand, the hand crank. Yeah, I do stove. I don't do the jiffy pop. But <laughs> I crank, I crank. So three minutes later, we have. Uh, what
0: is this hand crank popcorn of which you
1: speak? I I'll eat. send you
2: a link. It's like canned bread that you guys eat. Out there on the East Coast, right? No, no. No, it's, it's nothing. <laughs> <like What>? Ohio <laughs> or
3: something. There's nothing East Coast about it. It's, uh, it, no, what it's in just. The holy it, hell, are you all talking oh, about Oh, shit. That? We
0: are in the hole already. <laughs> it's not.
3: <laughs> it's Fred. Renee loves it. I mean, and it stays. It's microwave popcorn. I'll eat it, and it fucking tastes stale right after right after it's out
1: of the microwave. Can't, oh. can't deal with it, man.
0: Sakamaji. It's. <laughs> It's 11 o'clock comics, 106, and I am Vince B. Hi.
2: Yes, you are. And I'm Christopher Niesman. I'm David Price.
0: Yep. Indeed you are, and I am, of course, Chuckles. Nope. You're not Chuckles. You're not a Joe. You are a Jason, as in wooed. (laughs) In the house. <laughs> Everybody's together once again, but Mr. Niesemann will be leaving us for a little yes. while, and then he's going to come back. So it's going to be like real-world podcasting here.
2: It's going to be a weird, be like, like magic. It's going to be like this weird meta episode, and, and on Monday you'll be able to hear where I go. Right, best,
4: best twenty minutes ever of our show. Coming wow! Oh,
2: wow! Oh, zing, oh, dude! Now I was just gonna, Jason. I was just gonna say, I, I, I mentioned you in another podcast this week. Oh, oh, nice, oh, nice. Uh, uh, just, <laughs> Don't I feel like uh, a dick now? Yeah, no. you should. You should. Well, we could, <laughs> these
3: these first twenty minutes could be like a a condensed iFanboy one, especially if we had Connor on the show, because we'd be able to zip through that shit, man, quick.
2: Yeah, Magic. yeah. We need to get Connor on one of these days. You but, know, uh, I, uh, but speaking of buckets, I was on with uh, uh, Matt Burden, Templar, and uh, mm-hmm. and Alec Berry and Joey for uh, wow. Matt mm-hmm. Matinee Idols. We did uh, we did Jaws, and they mm-hmm. did their little introduction. And I said, "Oh, I'm Jason Wood." Nice. Said, oh no, you're oh, not.
0: Very here. meta. And Sorry. you know, speaking of I fanboy, those guys are everywhere. I was looking at the Flickr stream from James uh, Sims. Isotope, uh, he had uh, Palmiati and Connor there, and Ron is in the photos.
4: Yeah, it's Ron's LCS. Yeah.
0: Oh, unbel- well, that must be something really cool to have Isotope as your L- LCS. Yeah, a, That's oh a yeah. neat store. Have you ever oh been my there, Vince? Oh, God. No, I, you don't have to because the pictures tell the whole story. Just huge racks of books, and they're all stacked like a beautiful speakeasy library with chairs and mixed drinks and tiki cups. It's, ama- it's like where comics go when they die. Yeah,
2: it's a, it's a, neat, it's awesome. it's a neat
0: store. Oh, oh, anyway, I so. another neat comic store is DCBS. And they, they sponsored this mess. I'm rhyming. I'm rapping. DCBS <laughs> sponsored this mess. They can offer you a huge, fantastic discounts, up to 75% off some stuff. Starts at 35 40 for like the Marvel and the DC and the Dark Horse stuff and the image. And then it goes up from there, 50, 75 off selected items. You can find out more at www.dcbservice.com. They are the best. Scoop up them huge discounts. And when you're done with that, go on over to www.summitcitycomiccon because it's getting close. Uh-huh. May twenty second, two 2010, this year, it's a one-day show. Ten bucks gets you in the door. If you draw and you're an artist-type person, or you paint, or you doodle, or anything, you can get a free table. It's six foot long. You can fit a lot of product on a six yep. foot long table. It's an intimate, artist-focused show. It's at the Grand Wayne Center in downtown Fort Wayne. And guess who's going to be there?
2: Who is going to be there?
0: Tom Scioli, Tim Seely, Steve Bryant, Ryan Stegman, Robert Aitkins of... Uh, G.I. Joe, Mike, the Frig Norton.
4: Atkins, but that's okay.
0: Atkins, Atkins. I, I just call him, you know, I call him Robert because he's sexy. Katie Cook, John Colsar, Jim Rugg, Jim Nelson, Jeffrey Brown, Hillary Barda, Woot! Gary Friedrich, Star Reach, and Ghostwriter, uh, Chris Burnham, Ben huh. Teed, Andy Jewett, Zach Cruci, Adam Bessignotti. Everybody's gonna be there. If you're anybody that draws, you're gonna be there. And it's gonna be awesome. Remember, May 22nd, be there. I just, and uh,
2: I, book, I book I book my hotel today.
0: Oh, you DCBService.com. Check them out because they're they are the awesome sauce. Yep, on your comments. Speaking family. of sauce, right? Speaking they're, of you, sauce, see we're in let's get her done mode. Yeah, because yeah. you, right. you gotta you gotta take uh, off.
2: Drink roll call, uh, Mr. B. Why don't you start us out?
0: Pepper Max, Woot. Love it. <laughs> it's got the ginseng in it and makes my heart beat. Ever faster, and I just love comics even more when I drink this shit. Uh, All
2: right, uh, David, pick us up. Uh,
0: Wait a minute. Did I let us down? (laughs) How did you. You could lie. You could lie. I am drinking clean burning propane.
2: There you go. Nice. Drinking champions.
3: (laughs) Yeah. Uh, From California, Dancing Bull. Nice red uh, Zinfandel. All right. There you go Wonderful.
4: Strong like bull Grape Mr. Wood Alright Peppy uh, I'm be. drinking some Diet Red Bull and vodka Vodka Yes mm-hmm. I like the vodka Alright Alright Well you should be Really we're all letting Chris down We're all letting Chris down to It's because nice he's, not,
0: he's not interjecting Usually it's like Ooh that's a very tasty drink Or that's appropriate for it's this time of year We're not getting anything yeah, How about
2: caffeine yeah, and Mad vodka? That's all good. Oh, that sounds terrible.
0: No, oh, that's great. No. <laughs> all
2: right, I am drinking uh it's a, this is a new find for me. It is the Dogfish Head 60 minute IPA. And it is, it is wonderful if you like a really hopped up beer. If you like, you know, really heavy hops. And uh, on the way, well, it says the continually hopped India Pale Ale. And it is, they have a little, little, little thing on this. Oh, it must have been on the, uh, on the actual six pack. Um, but, uh, they have, I believe, a, a 60 a 90 and a 120 minute ipa and that's basically you know part of the you know the the fermentation process and, and and that kind of stuff the longer i guess the longer it's allowed to develop at this certain stage then the more hoppy it is but this is their 60 minute and it is it is absolutely delicious if you are an ipa fan
0: i thought so, ipa stood for it it's pretty awesome
2: It is pretty awesome, but it also stands for India Pale Ale. Um, Check out anything from uh, the Dogfish Head Brewers. Dogfish Head Brewery. I found possibly the greatest tasting beer in the history of man this weekend, and it was the Dogfish Head Dragon's Milk, and it was delicious. Wow to try and find some of that at, at some point? If you're a dark beer fan, the stuff was—it it was good. Oh, it was nectar, man! It was awesome.
0: They should right. make so one called Ballrog's Ball Yeah, yeah, yeah right Ballrog right. too, you know. It's See, I true. was all set to bust your balls about what you're drinking because usually you pony up with those foo foo drinks, but you're drinking ale, <laughs> so I, I, I can't—I <laughs> can't get you for ale.
2: <laughs> yeah, so so it's straight fucking whiskey. Vince. That's <laughs>
0: foo <foo-foo>. foo. <God>. Capital <laughs> foo foo. Anyway. All right, you know what? Last episode we neglected to mention someone who was crucial to the y Idos weekend. Who'd we forget? No, we forgot about the guy holding down the fort while we were gone. Dead okay. Cow Aroma and his uh Sketch Table sketch 20. Table? Yes, his Sketch <laughs> Table 2010 <laughs> thread. That was re- every year when when the uh, um, the majority of us Leaves the forum. Yeah. Dead Kalaroma kicks out with the sketch table thread and he does drawings upon request. If you want to see Dr. Doom combined with Lady Gaga, he'll do it for you. And we forgot to thank him because that's kind of nice, you know? And I look, I was looking at his drawings and I, I wrote this because I didn't want to forget it. He has an unfettered, playful but, uh, style but with a strange and dark, chewy center, like giddy simpletons copulating, and one of the participants is only pretending to be simple. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. what his style reminds me of. Something mm-hmm. icky going on, but it's fun to look at. <laughs> nice. And so we got to thank Dead Roma for doing that. That's very nice of him to do that, and he gets the the people all frothy and and fired up, and that's what we we love.
2: Are so. you, are you are you all recovered now? From from.
4: I
0: was recovered. See those? See
2: those?
4: I Yeah, I'm recovered. I I've been busy, dude.
2: Yeah, I, I mean, I'm I'm recovered, but man, I am so behind on books. Oh. I, Oh forget
0: it! I, I, uh, I called your ass out off on Twitter today when you said, "Oh uh, yeah,
2: you did." I went all yoda on me. I'm, no that's right. I'm <laughs> so
0: behind on my books. I have no AC to read books for, and I was like, "What? Hello? <laughs> you know, you do another show?" Oh
2: really? He said that? I didn't know that. Yeah. yeah. No, I mean, with AC, I mean there was this pressure to have you know your top of the stack and all that. And with you guys, honestly, you know, I could fake this. I could come in. I don't have to read books oh, because my, I'm just talking to my. Oh I'm talking God. To my God. Wow. No, I'm. I'm. i <laughs> We don't. We don't have to talk about comics. We can talk about. Well, we don't have to talk about current it. comics either, which yeah, is yeah. Yeah, yeah a, and then well, someone else. Honest- and, Some, and I am I am really behind on current comics, but part you'd be of like, that I is just I,
4: read uh, this book called The Watchman.
1: I man, just really read good. I
2: just read the last <laughs> yeah, I, I read yeah. the first three trades of Preacher in the last oh. week, oh, so nice. that's, I've been really into that. So.
0: And then we had a couple guys. Gobo was one of them. And they said, "Oh, you guys don't co- talk about um, new comics anyway." And I said, "What? Uh, yes, we, uh, do? Had, we do. What we do no, too." No,
3: had the little Winky though. He oh, yeah, winky. Yeah, he had like, the Winky.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those
2: winky.
1: They're so
2: deceptive. You <laughs> talked about Gobo's little winky?
0: What? I like Gobo a lot.
2: <laughs> well, maybe that's why Vince missed it. Maybe it is little. It's only little, it's only little until he gets excited.
0: Mm, it's true. Gobo's,
2: Gobo's a happy guy this week. Why? Yeah. Fraggle Rock, baby. Fra- Fraggle Rock came out this
0: oh, week. Oh, from oh, Boom, boom. Yeah. yeah. That's pretty that's cool. Sure. No, I,
2: I, I was so ob- oblivious to You did it. Don't miss on that. it. Yeah, and it wasn't until I read Fraggle Rock, number one, that I even... Knew who Gobo was, <laughs> so now I understand Ryan's Ryan's uh, ah. uh, internet alter ego.
4: I'm with you, Chris. I, uh, I I heard you say on the show that you were a little bit old in, to be really into Fraggle Rock. Same with me. I remember it being on HBO and it be a big deal, but I, I I don't remember ever really like clamoring to watch it. But I, yeah, I do remember I was, a, I, was a, I was
2: a Muppet Show guy. You know?
0: Yeah, yeah, I missed the whole Fraggle Rock thing too. It just mm-hmm. yeah. I, I respect and admire what Jim Henson did with the show, but uh, and I like the big retarded guy. Can you say retarded? The, no. The big, sorry, oh. the big, the big um <laughs> special guy with the hairy guy. <laughs> it's a flaggle. I like that guy, but I I don't know. He's, I've in, never...
2: he's in there, and uh, um, I think a couple uh, Summit City guests. Is, is Jeffrey Brown going to be at Summit City?
0: Uh, is yes. Okay, Jeffrey okay. Brown. Yeah.
2: Je- Jeffrey Brown and Katie Cook both did and Right. I, yeah. This was great.
0: And Zach announced someone today, and damn it, if I didn't forget who he announced.
2: Oh, yes. Shit.
0: Yeah. Jim Rugg's going to be there too, right? Uh, Jim Rugg, yeah.
4: Yeah, boy.
3: Rhymes,
0: rhymes with Bug.
4: He's got Rambo 3.5 coming out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: Are you serious? Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. yeah. I cannot, I
0: cannot uh, wait. Oh. You know, if anybody could do it. The rug, can, the rug can do it. <laughs> you know it. Oh, <laughs> oh man. man. All right. So you know what we're going to do? Um, when you leave, Chris, I have a voicemail to play, and we're going to respond to this voicemail. Oh,
2: is it just Bill's?
0: Yeah. We, we, we normally don't do this, but just huh? Bill brought up something that uh, I think he bit a little close to the bone, and we may have tread in territory we don't normally tr- uh, trot upon. And I we got to clear a little bit of something up. I think.
2: Okay. Well, I, I want I want to respond whenever I come back because I've been thinking about this.
0: Oh, really? Well, you want to do it? No, you don't have much time do No, you? Uh, you I, gotta I, I go. don't
2: have time. Well, I'll I'll I'll, I'll come back with, with I'll, I'll. Why don't we uh it. why don't we talk about some books while Chris
4: is gone? Like some uh you know we'll talk Marvel books which he doesn't read anyway.
0: And <laughs> no. Yeah, we can no, even well, go actually, through the no, previews. That's not
3: true, because if you listen, I fanboy. Yeah, uh, yeah, he kind of does. Read, oh,
0: you know, Marvel. he does it when he for other people. But he you're won't right, come home right. and do well, it. Well, hey, I don't stepping you know, out.
3: I talk about, about Marvel this week on their show, so we can talk about it now. All if
2: right. I talk about, if all I talked about was Marvel on this show, that's all we would talk about.
3: Oh, that's ridiculous.
0: Yeah, because you are driving the night, bus, Ralph Cramden. You are bribing Jeez. the dust. Christ. All right, why don't you go? Because you only have like five minutes. Why
2: don't you just go? No, it's no, it's it's like twenty after, right? Yeah, I'm good for five minutes.
0: Okay, good, because I want to talk about something real quick, and I and I know I'll get Jason all all lathered up by Uh-oh. with this. Yes, it's um, I I especially want to make uh, people aware of this magazine because you're not going to find it in comic shops normally, and uh, it's not shelved with the comics at your local Borders or Barnes and Noble. It's a magazine called High Fructose. Penthouse. No. High Fructose Magazine, New Contemporary Art, Volume 15, Cover Price 695, contains interviews and in galleries by two condom two artists with whom listeners of this show are very familiar. Number one The Evolution of James Jean. Ooh. Yes, the artist talks about his decision to move away from the narrative images on which he has built his career towards a more personal expressive and experimental mixed media style of painting you need to see these paintings
2: i know you just sold one copy
0: <laughs> yes um they're in the Jean style but wow he's really mixing it up there's one image in particular called the hive it's it's a gorgeous image it's a transparent little boy you can see oh, right
4: are, aren't are these images from his gallery show
0: Yes, you, yeah, you can. Yeah. You can see through the boy's skin. Mm-hmm. It's really cool, and his circulatory system and internal organs are plants. And he has a hammer in his hand, and he has smashed the top of his head off. And the plants are growing through the top of his what was the top of his skull. And there's a little hive behind him, and the bees are pollinating the flowers. That are, that are coming through his head. It's an awesome image. Oh, Jason, you've seen this one? Uh,
4: if it's the one I'm thinking of, yeah, because I think he, he he had it on display when he had all of his paintings up on the gallery when he did the gallery showing. It's fantastic.
0: But, uh, I mean, what does yeah. this image say to you? Uh, it, 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 he's letting loose his imagination. He's cross-pollinating. He's trying other things. He's going in different directions. And, and it's done in that jean style. It's so uh, It's a lot more loose than we've seen him. Well, and, yeah, and, I mean, if
4: you – I don't know if you've ever seen his art books, but, like, if you've seen any of the process recess, you can really see a much more uh, rough, raw, expressive side of him that, that obviously you don't, you're not going to see in the, the gloriously polished and finished fables. Right, covers.
0: And, right, yeah. and, and a lot of these, I love how, how fast and loose they look. Uh, he talks about his um, – he was born in uh, Taipei, Taiwan, and you know where he was raised, Mr. Wood? Oh, uh, either New York or L.A. New. No? New Jersey.
4: Oh, I did know that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Jersey boy he,
0: representing. I, I, I did not know that. Um, he talks about his working methods, uh, his reliance on the subconscious, his obsession with sketchbook drawing, and it's really cool. This issue, uh, the the paintings are printed on that coated, not coated, but full color, uh, regular heavy stock, but tipped into the magazine, you get eight of his sketchbook drawings on toothy pulpy paper. Oh, they're amazing. Nice. Um uh, he draws a lot of organic stuff. There's a lot of flowers and uh, just beautiful shit. Um let's see. Uh he there's draws,
4: uh, he draws naked women. To, now I I was wondering if it was his wife because it's always the same woman in at least Oh, I mean. if
0: it is his wife, man, he's a lucky dude. Yeah. She she is
2: hot.
0: Um you got me all derailed. You talk about yeah. naked women. Uh, I,
2: I am. I am going to jump off here, but uh, Jason, whenever I come back, I want to talk about this new show called Licious.
4: Oh boy, Jersey- I, I've I've only heard of it. I haven't seen it, but I'd, I'd prefer not to talk about
2: it. If okay. <laughs> you guys Good. have any questions for uh, Chris Robertson?
0: No. Uh, <laughs> no.
2: <Damn. laughs>
0: We're not going to help you out. You go. Oh, row your own oh, boat. Snap. <laughs> Figured me out. I'm sure out.
4: you've got That's plenty tough. of questions already. Oh yeah. All right. I'll
0: be I'll be back in about
2: 2025. minutes you. take your time. Okay. Um, <laughs> see don't talk. Don't talk about me poorly. We long. won't. I'll listen. I'll okay.
1: Listen. Yeah, <laughs> I know. I could we'll cut wait it for out. To
2: come back.
0: <laughs> Bye. Bye. There you go. See, he did that on purpose, just so he can interrupt me. But um, <laughs> in, in addition to the faux James Jean sketchbook, he talks uh-huh. about his fearless dedication to explore new avenues of artistic expression. And he said one thing. That really made me think, he said, people tend to think of imagination as some kind of magical thinking, but it's really just the ability to make connection between ideas. I don't necessarily agree with that. Okay. Why? Because I think he's understating the power of myth. And um, the influence of you know me and the collective mind. Sure, you you can't look at anything or come up with any idea that hasn't been influenced with, by someone else. Your whole being is influenced by those around you. You don't have an original idea in your head. Everything is contingent upon the ideas of everyone else. That's why. Well, that what he's saying, though. No, he because. I mean,
4: isn't he? Isn't aren't you saying that you you subconsciously are making connections to all of your. Previous experiences and, and and putting them together into other thoughts isn't that? But it you're is, is. It is magical. Is the ability to connect things isn't that kind of the same e, thing.
0: Yes, but it is. It is magical thinking. There is a bit oh, of oh. there is a bit of magic to it because hmm. now th- this is where I'm going to go. I don't know. I, it, magical, not in the hocus pocus, ding dong, look, I pulled a rabbit out of the hat, but magical in the in the in the way that. He's uh, His will, his consciousness is taking, uh, he's asserting it over everything he sees. So, yeah, you do bring some of the external with you, but there is a little bit inside that you're adding to it, and I'm contradicting what I said, aren't I? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I am. What the hell am I thinking?
4: You and James Jean are simpaticos is what it comes down to.
0: <laughs> I guess so, but he, yeah, well... From where do these ideas come? The external and the internal. But how much of it is internal? That's the question, I think. And, and, and I like to attribute it to that, uh, almost, um, magical type of... So
4: are you idea trying to general? say you think some of it comes from some innate place that
0: I think Isn't it comes, a lot of it comes from a repository of everything we've done and everything we've learned and everything we've experienced. You, that collective unconscious. I don't know how we tap into that and, uh, where's it located? Who the hell knows? But there are some ideas that we draw upon, like Kirby. Where did all that come from? Did Jack have that kind of creative brilliance where he just pulled all that shit from his mind?
4: no he he listened to Stan, Stan told him what to do.
0: oh, pick me in the balls yeah, that's nice, that's nice well, I mean that's, a, that's we could talk about that forever, but I mean it, immediately following the section on James Jean. We get a rare glimpse into the mind of one of my favorite artists, the creator of the delightfully dark and disturbing Pim and Francie. Oh, Oh, Al Columbia is in this. Oh, my God. Yeah, uh, he goes into his um, connection between uh, the animation of the Fleischer Brothers. And Ubi works. You can see that in his work. I mean, it's that's blatant. And uh, Jim Woodring said something to him uh, about the preponderance of the rictus in his work. If you've well, you have. You look at Al Columbia's work, and there is a lot of mouth things going on, like that that death grin and, and the toothiness of all his characters. And mm-hmm. Woodring pointed that out. And he goes into that uh, his thoughts on conventional storytelling, the horror genre, and I put that in quotes because he. Doesn't think of his work as horror, and he doesn't believe he works in that genre. Uh, there's a photo of him. Oh, it'll creep your ass right out. I guess when he's agitated or surprised or uh, on a high level of emotion, he rolls his eyes back. This is Al Columbia. Okay. And there's a photo of him in a chair with his hands on his knees, and he's looking down, but his eyes are rolled up. Oh man, will it creep? So he looks
4: out. like you when you're having your O face on.
0: Yeah, okay. I guess so. Oh, uh, oh, oh. No, nah. There's a bunch of drawings. Um <laughs> There you go, Deb. There's a bunch of drawings from Pim and Francie uh in here that we've never seen, uh, at least I've never seen, and other projects. It's well worth the 695 run out. Runs. Good run. It's run high run. fructose, huh? High fructose. Yeah. I buy it every month, but I thought this was uh particularly noteworthy because there's two connections in this to uh things we've talked about before. Mm-hmm. I ain't yeah. mad at
1: you.
4: Yeah, I'll pick it no. up at uh, at the uh, Barnes and Noble. It's uh, beautiful
0: square bound book. Um, s- yeah,
4: second time I've I've heard
3: this magazine referenced, and I am trying to remember where the first time I heard it this week was.
0: Oh, really? Yeah, um, James It Marsh might has- not have
3: been the same issue, but just just the title. I am trying to, it'll bug me all night. Just like um, sure you weren't reading the back of your
4: soda pop can. <laughs>
0: uh, well anyway James Marshall's in uh-huh. here
4: oh okay so you make me feel like a dick for not knowing you well enough to know that.
0: The, the, the artist known as Dalek and Mark Ryden have you ever seen Mark Ryden's work he's the guy that does the big headed kids with the huge eyes oh yeah, yeah you've, you've seen it you've seen uh-huh. his work he's done album covers and, and he's,
4: he's, he's uh, his nickname's slow right
0: uh Go get high fructose, <laughs> number uh, volume fifteen, because it's great. Uh, it's really great. good stuff.
4: Really, beer all the week. Yeah, yeah
0: so <laughs> I, got, I mean, much. I got lots to talk about. So why don't you oh, guys?
3: Oh, oh no, I because when you said I didn't want to interrupt you, but when you said oh, Jason really? before, yeah, that reminded me who the new attendee for the Summit City Con
0: is. Jason oh, Howard. Yes. Ah, oh, there you go. Thank, Thank you. Nice. You're welcome. See, David has the memory. I have the good looks. That's right. <laughs> That's how it works. Oof. We can talk about previews now that Chris is gone. We won't get the uh, old uh, groans. Snap. And why man. did it come out this week? Yeah, yeah it came, came out, out today. today.
3: I'll get mine next. I'll get it on Friday. Yeah, yeah.
0: Oh, you got to keep an eye out for something. Page two seventy-five. Grant Morrison has an OGN. Grant Morrison's eighteen Days original graphic novel.
3: Sweet. Oh, oh finally! It's yes. coming out from
0: Dynamite Entertainment. It's yeah.
3: 100- preview pages on the forum. Yeah. yeah. Well, so who first who did else. the
0: art? Now listen to this. Hundred and twenty page hardcover, twenty four ninety nine. Uh did you buy any of the Virgin comics when they came out?
3: Uh no, that's why they're yeah. still not coming out.
0: Well, okay. One of their shining stars was a guy named Mukesh Singh. He did the art, well, on a bunch of their projects, but his last work for them, I think, was on Jenna Jameson's Shadow Hunter. We
4: talked about it back in the day on our oh, show. Oh, this guy. You, you were saying how people shouldn't discount him because it, even though it was a Jenna Jameson book, and if right. I'm not mistaken, wasn't he nominated for a Harvey?
0: Could have been. I don't pay attention and to that And people were
4: baffled by that because it was, uh, it, they were like, oh, Jenna Jameson, and then... It's not like he's then- drawing NASCAR. Right,
0: right. No. <laughs> yeah, <that's the> <laughs> nice, trend. David. No, it they. They put uh, one, two, they have three preview images from the book. Oh. Orgasmic. To die for. This guy's art is spectacular. He has a color palette. Oh, beautiful. But I'm a little confused because I don't know if it's text with illustrations or if it's an honest-to-God sequential art because... There's one, uh, line in the solicitation that really has me puzzled. It says, Grant's groundbreaking story is matched perfectly with original illustrations created by acclaimed artist Mukesh Singh, uh, Devi, Gamekeeper, and Shadowhunter. Now, that, to me, makes it seem like maybe it's text with single images? I don't know.
3: If, if I remember the, the thread, and, and we'll resurrect it once this episode goes up, I, I don't think there was much text to begin with, and, and it looked like they were um, almost full-page, splash-page images. So uh-huh. I, don't know, I don't know if it was a sequential story as much as, yes, text depicting maybe some of the image or what comes before or after the image. But mm. I mean, it's not like they, there weren't a whole lot of, um, of images shown.
0: Right. Well, either either way, it will be mine because I it's mean, Grant, gorgeous artwork. Come on, it's Grant Morrison, but the artwork—oh, stunning! Just it'll it'll peel your eyelids back and just make you glad you can see.
3: It's funny. I'm buying more Grant Morrison work now because
4: of the artist he's working with.
0: <laughs> <laughs> snark. It's funny.
5: You say the good that ship that I can, Snark. I feel like
4: I feel like you're rubbing off on me, David, because I, as more and more, I'm finding myself sitting down, getting to read a comic, and then. I'll open it up and I'll see the art and I'll go oh really? <laughs> dude you're messing up my book <laughs> I feel like
0: yeah you almost, said that today on the Twitter about um,
4: well that uh, was a book yet to come out that was a book yet to come out that's, yeah that's, what was
0: it uh, Iron Fist I don't want to
4: besmirch the band yeah, but uh, okay. it, was, it was it was Billy Tan it was, it yeah. was just, oh for the Shadowlands stuff yeah Shadow yeah Land, again, right. look I, I've, I've read stuff of his that I've enjoyed it's just that the for me again personal taste everyone the preview image that particular the one in particular with the iron fist just didn't do it for Now me
3: I so. don't know now the first the first image with uh, with Punisher shooting at mm-hmm. Spider-Man Spidey. that's not Tan I believe that's uh, Roberto de la Toro. I was going to so, say that didn't look like Tan. I, yeah. I don't know if I I didn't look at the image clear enough because I think the third image came out today I didn't get to post mm-hmm. it but it's I, I don't know if these because Cassidy's doing covers Billy Tan's doing variant covers so I don't know where these teaser images mm-hmm. tie into or if they're just. Actual just teaser images—you're not going to see them printed anywhere. Yeah. Uh, so I don't know if Tan did the power ma- the Luke Cage and Iron Fist
4: image. Mm-hmm. No, I have a. I, but on that front, though, there is, there were a couple books this week that I I did have that that oh really kind of thing. And I just have a conceptual question, uh, Vince. Are you? I don't even think are you reading the Avengers books on the regular or not really?
0: In collected, yeah, not not okay. singles. No,
4: David, you're you're reading them pretty much as
0: they're coming I'm, out, right?
3: I'm, well, I, I was until Mighty ended. I was reading Mighty. I am behind on New.
4: Okay. Well, you you both are, have read enough of it to to talk about this, which is that why do you think it is? Okay, you got New Avengers, which is for most of the run since Bendis has been on, it's been one of Marvel's top selling books. You got Bendis, the top dog at Marvel, whatever you want to make of it. It's his main title. Why is it that, save for a few periods of the book's life, they can't have an artist even do an arc I mean that has been like a revolving door of artists, mm-hmm. and it drives me up a wall uh, and particularly lately, where like the art is just all over the place i mean sometimes it 's it's not even that it's, that it 's not appealing, but it 's just every even even one issue i think issue sixty two it had uh Eminen and Akuna in the same book like in in different sections of the book, wow. and it looks so different. I mean, it was yeah. startlingly different. You know, and I, I, I'm on record as liking both of those guys, but it was startlingly different. You know, you can get away with that like when, when Iron Fist was doing the thing where they had the flashbacks or right. Cap was doing... That's cool if it's like a different... But this wasn't that. It was uh, Akuna was doing the scenes with Spider-Man and Spider-Woman scenes, and then um, Eminem was doing the other scenes, but it was all taking place at the same point in time, and it's just mm-hmm. really startling. And then the last issue, 63, was, was uh, done by Mike McCone, and... I, I don't know. I just don't know because well,
0: they're taking uh, steps to fix that with uh, you know well, Ramita Junior. On the what, let's,
4: let's be honest though, for what six eight issues tops. I mean, Jared Jair well, not going to stay on the book. I mean, right,
0: But there's nothing wrong with six or eight issues of Ramita Junior. I mean,
4: agreed. Agreed. Yeah. That's a welcome thing. But I'm saying that's not that's for an arc, right? I mean, then are we, I hope we I hope we have guys that stay on it beyond. I mean at least I hope it's it's six issues at a time and not two issues and someone new and then I just right. I, there's got to be a reason for it. I mean it's it's the premier book so I got to imagine they're putting in guys that get huge pay, pay rates and and they're getting you know Bendis obviously has his guys so I'm sure he's got some sway as to who he wants on the book and I, I, I can't know.
0: speak for any of the artists because I don't know any of them but maybe one of the reasons I think is with a a book with a huge cast of characters like Avengers you can I would assume, burn out pretty quickly. Not everyone is is George Perez, who can do you know three hundred characters per panel and and just love it and, and stay on Avengers for like what the the Busick uh, Kurt uh, oh Busick, yeah, uh, yeah Perez was on it for what 24, 30 is issues like
3: the third or? oversized hardcover and there's still a little bit of Perez in there yeah, yeah
0: so I don't know I would think you know drawing all those characters wears on the artist after a while uh-huh. but that's I'm just guessing but mm-hmm. as of issue number three of of Avengers Ramita Jr is still on it. The, uh, uh, Mike Mike McCone is still well, on Avengers Academy with two. Right. Okay. So, on New sure, Avengers sure. with.
3: Two. Oh, I'm so, I'm thinking the last time. And I, I I haven't actually I I stopped after getting the single issues after um Secret Invasion, so I haven't read any of the uh, the imminent issues yet. Okay. Um, now I know Tan was pretty consistent on being on all of the Secret Invasion issues, except for that. Jim Chung, and I don't even want to call it a fill-in issue when they talked about the Queen. Right, so which I don't was think awesome. that was yeah, give, that was awesome. yeah, absolutely. So I don't, I mean, but it made sense to have a different artist tell and that. And they story. had the
4: um, the anniversary issue where they had. Bendis had, which was cool. They I, yeah, had different had artists, different
3: yeah. scenes. Yeah, yeah, that was. The, cool. uh, but but this issue you're describing sounds like uh, Uncanny X Men 500, where you had Dotson's and 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 Land like alternating mm-hmm. almost pages. It was like you, it. it uh, I, I was expecting to turn a page and see a two page spread and have each artist <laughs> do a. Page. It was it was ridiculous because it's right. in the middle nice. of a conversation Scott's having
4: with with Emma and Aurora, <laughs> and you turn the page and it's a different artist. I'm like, really? Yeah, I know. Well, it, dude, I, I wish you guys had, had read 63 or had it handy because there's one, I think, the pages aren't numbered, but it's page 5. It's the, it's the right-hand side page. There's a scene where, uh, where uh, Steve Rogers' cap is shaking hands with Luke Cage. And then at the, the panel right below it is Steve Rogers by himself with um, the Iron Patriot about to shoot him. Dude, it's the same exact image of Steve Rogers. I'm, I mean, literally, it's. I mean, and they're right next to each other. Like, you can get Like, if you're gonna do oh, a drawing okay, and then you're gonna, you know, capture it in Photoshop so it into another paste, page. Right. You get away with that if it's like the next issue or even ten pages later, bros. It's li- it's 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 <laughs> the, it's it's an inch above. It's like one. It's like putting two stamps on an envelope. You got to rub your eyes. It, it, did, did, it, did they at, it, at least flop insane. it?
0: Did they at least flop the image and and
4: no? You know. The only difference is that in the top. Where he's shaking Luke Cage's hand, so his right hand is out shaking his hand. In the one where it's just him open, he drew the fingers open like he's got his hand extended. Uh-huh. It's literally otherwise – it, it's absolutely, without question, irrevocably a copy-paste. And well, it's the, maybe it's,
0: Steve is moving a little slow from his, little, no, for his time. I
4: mean, it's
2: just –
4: and again, I don't want to go on a big rant here, but it just was like, really? I mean – Like you said, I mean, in today's day and age, you can't. I mean, you want to you want to save the image because you think it's a good image of Steve Cool, but you can't throw that in three pages. From now, it has to be then an inch below the others.
0: I'm I'm of the opinion that they should. You know what really frosts me, and it 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 happens a lot in Bendis's books, and I don't know if that's his direction or if it's just the artist making the best of their time. Whenever there's this uh, a sequence where characters are talking and they do the old back and forth with. Um, one character, uh, say, in profile, and then the other character in the next panel, and then they'll go back to the first character in profile, the same exact panel, that kills me. Like, you you can't mix it up and do a three-quarter or, you know, pull back and show them both in the yeah. scene. Why do you well, need to reproduce those panels other than saving time? Well, it's funny time? you say
4: that, because now that I'm flipping through it, three pages later, there's a scene, just like you're talking about, of Luke talking to uh, Jessica, mm-hmm. and... In the in the top scene, it's Luke standing there with Jessica, and you can see both their faces. In the next scene, Jessica, who's in the forefront of the page, has turned to look at Luke. So she's drawn differently, but now that I'm looking at it, it's identical again. It's Luke right on top of Luke. It's the exact yeah. same pi- picture. Yeah,
0: that bugs that's, me. That's I mean, three. if I was doing a portfolio review and some guy came through with that, I'd be like, you're not ready. Nope. Give, my give my them favorite
3: candy. is when they, when they do close-ups because it, it, the scene's getting intense. So it's the same. Yeah. It's six panels, three on each side of the page, and it's Luke and Jessica. And then as they're talking, the camera's zooming in, and you see the lines break up and get thicker and everything. Because all they did, it, it seems like all they I did gotta is scan just these zoom in.
4: The I'm going to scan these in and put them on our thread, the show thread. So. <laughs>
0: You're no, all because you are
4: probably thinking I'm just like, I mean – this is not one of those things where it's like subject to interpretation. I mean, obviously, it, it's 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 literally it's not even resized like David's talking about to give you the illusion of it being a different image. It's it's the identical image. I mean, which is it's just crazy to me. I don't know. I mean, wow. You know, you get in two two fifty three hundred a page. You know, it just frustrates me. Whatever. But I didn't want to rant about it. But it just it it is it is frustrating. I don't understand. It's kind of frustrating. I don't like a writer. If you wrote the same word balloon twice, it would be people would call him out, right? Why why is it okay to you know, right. I, I don't, and it's, I understand people are going to make the argument like, you know, with cartooning, that's all tried and true thing. You take, you know, 95% of the frame is the same until then each, each, but that's a different thing because you're talking about stringing hundreds of cells together to give the illusion of motion. Wow. That's why, you know, that's different than, Than what we're talking about on a sequential page, in my opinion. But
0: yeah, you're right. Um, Just paging through the Marvel previews, they must have um, some big confidence in Chris Somney because not only is he doing the interiors for this Thor, the Mighty Avenger, Uh he's he's doing the covers too.
4: Yeah, awesome for him.
0: There's the covers for issues one and two in here. Amazing! I got to get
4: off my ass and get a Chris Somney commission before he blows up. Like uh, according to. uh,
3: Nathan Crosby on Twitter. Uh Cosby. He um the second issue has been submitted. So we awesome. know Somni's on time. So far, you know, with, with, with uh mm-hmm. with issues one and two, they'll be out. Um
0: how, yeah, how many issues is this thing?
3: It's I believe it's a new ongoing. It's an ongoing, yeah.
0: Oh really? Yeah. yeah. So. That's awesome. If
3: and, and if um and big surprise, if I had to, you know spare some some shekels and, and not get both Thor books every month I think we know which one I'd end up getting yeah <laughs> I think
0: I'm with you right. on that too
4: although Pascal Ferry's no joke oh no uh, shit and and with Fraction yeah. writing it I mean Fraction yeah. shown that he can oh. do a kick ass Thor and
0: Doug Braithwaite's doing some Thor too oh that's right yeah nothing oh, wrong no, with Braithwaite no, 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 speaking of
4: uh, Matt Fraction and his wife congratulations congrats. to them they yes. had their uh, their baby so uh, big congratulations yes. to them and Henry's speaking got
0: of, a brother speaking of Fraction no, no, sister sorry History the in. uh yeah. Casanova that's going to be coming out through Max oh,
3: oh that's going to be no i know but it's oh, it's is, just is it solicited
0: yeah it's yes. in here but it's For just July, yeah. it's the original Casanova no, no. But, yes it's c- colorized
3: it's yeah the first the first issue is the same first issue of the image number 1 right color oh, okay. with additional content in the back
0: right uh, 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 fabio moon Right, so
3: issues two, three, and four Mm -hmm. will re because the origin they were originally sixteen pages each. Issues two, three, and four will be thirty-two page books. Issue two will have Casanova two and three. Mm -hmm. Issue three will have Casanova four and five, and issue four will have six and seven. And then they're going to do that for the second series of seven books. And then, but in this case, the fourth book or issue seven. Will be or eight will have additional content in the back. So every book's going to have two issues. It's just the two bookends will have additional new content, and they'll all
4: be okay. colored. Mm-hmm. So, or is this all the same stuff then that was in the Luxuria hardcover that the first seven
3: are or, or not the first? Yes, the first, the first. Okay, because that was it, colored. It had, it, well, it, it was spot colored.
0: Yeah.
4: Oh, you're yeah. saying this is full colored? This is full colored.
3: Yeah.
0: And, 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 and they and really push that, they really pushed that point home because in the solicitation, they do the colors for the various, uh, printing inks. There's a cyan, a magenta, and a, and a yellow, uh, image of Casanova. It's re- it's really well done. It's a, I mean, it's an eye catching ad, but four bucks. I guess that's fair. Because each of the Casanova issues were, was two on its own, right. and they they did work. They put additional work into it by coloring it. So yeah, that that's fair. And, and, and I can't bitch about that and relettering. So that's cool. Well, Chris is back. Let's get him.
2: Hi. Who are you? Hey man, how
0: <laughs>
2: did you guys miss me?
0: Yeah. You oh, know. Yeah. It took us a good twenty minutes just to get rolling because you were gone. So oh, I
2: bet. we did, we I did bet. the drink roll
3: call again, and we had to go through everything.
4: Best,
0: How best, talked best,
3: talked best.
4: Somni. We
2: uh, <laughs> talked about best Photoshop, best. cut, and paste. Yep. Ooh. Uh, yeah. Best 15 minutes of the show? Hmm.
0: I don't know. It's it's not probably not. not. listeners will decide. Probably not. Now, okay, then let's do it. Chris is back. Let's roll with the Just Bill voicemail, and then we'll come back and respond to it. How about that?
1: Okay.
6: Hey, guys. Don't panic. It's Just Bill. Um, long-time listener, first-time caller. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm usually pretty far behind on the podcast, which is why I don't usually call the hotline, and because I figured Daryl will have beaten me to it and kind of expressed my point of view for me. But in this case, I, I, you know, I think it was episode 103 or something that I was listening to, and you guys started to expound this sort of elitist attitude towards your fellow comic book fans. And, you know, I, I just have to chime in on that. First of all, I appreciate that you guys kind of look at everything like it's art with a capital A and all, but you know, and certainly there's certainly, you know, an art to creating comics or any form of entertainment but for most people I think comics at its most basic level, are just you know first and foremost you know entertainment and something to escape into, uh, and that doesn't mean you can't you know be surprised by something and see the art of it you know uh, you know it doesn't mean because you enjoy Spider-Man you can't enjoy Asterius Polyp for example but you know when you guys make these sweeping statements about your fellow comic book fans uh, about them not being willing to try new things out of laziness you know that kind of bugs me um, you're basically coming out and waving your your superiority flag over your your fellow comic fans which i think does a disservice to them and you because i don't think you necessarily mean that at least i hope you don't but that's kind of the way it came across to me and you know while i agree in in sort of a general sense you know when you're just talking about the the populace of the country uh, as a whole not necessarily comic book fans uh I, I i do agree that most people don't want to exert themselves too much in their entertainment um it, getting back to just specifically comics, though, I think the one big major factor that you guys ignored in this conversation is the thing that Daryl and I ha- harp on all the freaking time is the, the price point of these freaking comic books. You know, it does not leave room for the kind of experimentation that you guys are looking for. That you know, at least not at the level that you guys would like to see. You know, not everyone makes that mad wood money. I wish I did, but I don't. Um, you know, listen, I, I love comics, and it's rare that you could, you know, pop one down in front of me that I wouldn't read. Um, you know, should the opportunity present itself, I, w- I, I, I would read practically everything. But when you start looking at, you know, $3 and $4 and higher comics, you've got to be more selective in your choices. And, you know, in that kind of world, you've got to go with what you know you're going to like or at least what you're comfortable with or what you think you're going to like. And to the point of... Um, I think it was Chris that was bemoaning the fear of change in books like Spider-Man or whatever. It, you know, that's all about the venue and expectations, right? I mean, if, if you walked into a McDonald's and, and, you know, suddenly they were selling sushi instead of burgers, you might wonder what the fuck is going on. And, and you, you might love sushi, but that doesn't mean, you know, when you walked in the door that your expectations were for sushi. It, it, it may not be, you know, what you want, you know? Obviously, if you're walking into a McDonald's for a burger, you're not going to want some raw fish. And, you know, before somebody chimes in with uh, you know you 're're getting better than what you expected, well, you know all I can say to that is you know there's, there there's there 's a time for say a three course meal and then there 's time for bubble gum you know both are tasty there 's a time and place for both and uh, yeah i 'm kind of going overboard with the the food metaphors i I'm, I think i 'm hungry my My bolo cereal that I usually have this morning is is not to be had because i I finished the box and didn 't realize it, and I have to wait for the cafeteria in the the downstairs of my office to open up so i can get something to eat anyway uh love the podcast i you know i hate that. you know the only reason i called was to kind of uh bitch a little bit but you know even when you guys get on your high horse and start dissing your comic fellow fan, comic book fans I, I i love the show love you guys uh I listen all the time and uh peace
1: okay
0: and like i said he did um, hit a little close to the bone. I, I don't go back and re-listen to our episodes when they're done; they're gone. I forget about them. It's over. Let's move on to the next one. But he uh, not this was about uh, Shield, right? When we were talking about Shield, yeah, yeah he, yeah. he 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 did use the elitist term, and I guess those that don't know us could kind of construe that maybe Bill we're does. a little bit, no, 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 that's the point Oh, and, maybe, and, and maybe Bill, we were Bill,
2: Bill wouldn't have called if he wasn't a fan of the show and he wasn't right. very big. So, big yeah,
0: was, maybe cool. we were a little bit too big for our britches and, and looking down our noses at our fellow comic fan but yeah. reading comics as long as we have, we can recognize a book that says not long for this world you know, right. on the front cover, and Sh- and Shield is one of those. I mean, we've seen it repeated over and over yeah. with Sword, with uh, Brother Voodoo, Avenger of the Supernatural. Uh, I mean, it ad nauseum. You know, a book that's not going to catch on, even though it's great. I yeah. mean, you know, when something lights a fire under us, chances are it's not going to light a fire under most people. And that's not to say that we're elitist or that you know we, we it's, like.
1: It's,
2: it's just it's disappointing. It's disappointing when you see something is, that's really good that it's like man more people should be reading this and if we if we weren't so passionate about comics we wouldn't it, if we didn't care we wouldn't care
0: right but again to to use the elitist term with us i think is a little bit unfair because I'm the guy who reads Bean World and Sonic the Hedgehog and John Stanley's stuff and the wacko self-printed comics in s- that somebody's doing in their basement. David has a love for all things Archie and Jason's down with the Deadpool and Chris is just nuts. So, <laughs> you know, we, we do go into areas, unexpected areas, and we just love everything. So it no, it wasn't... Uh, a hoity toity elitist attitude. We just can recognize when a book is not long for this world and we just wanted to generate yeah. some enthusiasm. And yeah, you gotta admit, people are lazy.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I
0: in mean, in I, I every aspect of society, though. Right. I mean, it's not just say, comic I, fans.
4: I, first of all, I think it's, it's I'm glad that we did go off uh, off plan here and actually address this particular voicemail because as you said, you know, we, we all know Bill personally, I consider him a friend, so I, mm-hmm. I know he, he wouldn't have called if he didn't really give it some thought, at, And I, so I didn't take it as an overly critical no. uh, you know uh, it wasn't he wasn't shiding us, so to put it that way he was more sort no. of like like a buddy would say hey, I don't know if you meant it this way, but this is the way it came off So, right. um, so I did, I went back like you said Vince, I went back and listened to what we said just to make sure I had clarity as to what I thought he maybe was misinterpreting and what maybe in the heat of the moment we were saying that maybe we didn't mean to say. Um, I could definitely look, – looking back on it at, outside of the the being caught up in the passion of it, I, I could see where it would have come across a little bit that way. And um, I'm of two minds on it because I, I don't not going to apologize for the fact that I actually do think – there is a lot of truth to the idea that we, and I use, I use the collective we, I think everyone, myself, you guys included in this sometimes, we all in, in, in our society can be guilty of, of, of being lazy and going with what we particularly are comfortable with. I just think that's human nature. So mm-hmm. I, I, I think we did, at least I, for my part, I certainly did mean to an extent that uh, it is frustrating and I think history has proven that, comic book readers, as well as many other people that consume many other types of things um, are in aggregate loath to try new things i right. i, I don 't I, I meant that I, and I think Chris meant that when he said i i think that is but true it's, and I, and right. I it's not just it 's not my, just
0: my, new my, things yeah. though it's it's they 're loath to challenge themselves yeah I, in, I, I, a, in I, every I avenue that, of that, entertainment but look see, at my, the popular my, my, things though but yeah, know, my, music my, my film.
4: Go ahead. Go ahead. Well, Go. well, I would say, I would say though, this is where I think it gets sticky. I could see if someone, like, it would chap my ass. It chaps my ass when you, when you talk to somebody, let's say, that's really into indie small press books, and then they, you know, would stick their nose out at the notion of reading a Marvel right. book, like, right. or vice versa. A guy that exactly. only reads Marvel and says, "Yeah, I'm not for that," but but I do think that there is a, there is still a, uh, the, there is a component of people that that. Um, would very much like new things, but they just, either for whatever reason, don't have the impetus to try them. And, and I would, again, I, whenever I speak so demonstrably about something like that, uh, I also hope people know, and if they've listened to the show long enough, they do, I was like that. I mean, I spent 20-plus years reading Marvel almost exclusively, and it's not that I've really changed – more than the fact that I'm just willing to try new things because I have friends now that read other things and have introduced me to other things, and maybe I'm older and a little more curious, and, you know, maybe I've... But, but for whatever reason, so I, I get that other side of it. Like, I'm not, I'm not acting uh, like a reformed sex addict who says, oh, you're, you're, I can't <laughs> understand how you, how you could be like that. I, I get that. But, again, I don't think it's mistaken to say... Um, whether you want to judge by sales. I mean, we have a long history of very publicly available sales data of what titles sell, what titles stay in print, and what don't. And new things, and I'm not, see, I think people, Billy Bill took our, our admonition of new with quality. I'm not suggesting that the average comic fan won't try quality, because I think yeah. the Hulk and Avengers and, and Justice League and Fables and, are, are all quality. What I'm saying is, I think, in aggregate, enough of us don't for whatever reason, try new things. And it, it could be, as he said, because they can't afford it. It could be because they have right. a budget. It could be just because it's what they're used to. It could be because their comic shop doesn't have the stuff. It could be any or all of those it's things. A lot of, but, a lot of reasons. But those reasons, it's hard to deny that we're a pretty insular niche medium. And to be fair, the the publishing company sort of itself perpetuating, right, because – their characters and their
2: IP, and you know, Cap Steve hey, Rogers is gonna stay dead, you, and that you look, Batman's not gonna stay
4: dead, it's because they have to character and protect him, and Peter you Parker look, had you to. Look
2: in, you look in a DC comic book, and if there's three ads in that book, it's gonna be an ad for Wonder Woman, an ad for Batman, and an ad for Superman. It's like, duh, you know, yeah, why are you doing right. that? Yeah, so okay. so
4: I, I, I do get his I guess what I'm saying is I, I totally get his point. I hope if anyone did take it that way and were offended, like we were talking down, I, I certainly wasn't intending to talk down because. What I, when I say that, I include myself in, in that. In that, I just think we all, you know, as you get older, I like to think that you become wiser, a little more perspective. You do try and challenge yourself in all parts of your life, and I think in almost every part of our lives we can improve. And I think many of us, us, not not you folks out there, us, can improve our enjoyment of of entertainment, including comics. And I think that um, as of right now, in today's day and age, in two thousand and ten. The sales charts and what gets canceled and what doesn't really have much of a shot of, of, of maintaining proves to me that in aggregate, not insulting any one particular person, but in aggregate, we generally aren't very embracing of new things. It takes a pretty big groundswell of buzz and that sort of magic joie de vivre to to get.
0: Ooh, to the I like that. But, you know, what well, you talked about, Wood, about the. Um, the uh, hardcore indie followers and they're they're thumbing their nose at at uh, the mainstream books. That happens that a happens. lot. And, and two of the the, the blogs. Or, or news sites that I frequent every day. There's, uh, the, uh, Comics Comics blogs, which comics is really, re- which is really the mouthpiece for, uh, Picture Box and Tom Spurgeon's, right, uh, so. com- comics reporter. Mm-hmm. Um, they will uh, champion books like Unclothed Man and Body World. And then you get these snide little remarks, especially on the, on the comics reporter. He'll, he'll do the new and notable, uh, books to the comic shops. This week, and at the end, he'll always say something really snarky. It's almost like David wrote it. He'll say, (laughs) "You know, you know, if if I if I didn't mention your book this week, I probably didn't care enough about it, or stuff like that." And and almost exclusively, there's there's almost (laughs) no Marvel or DC on there, with the exception of like say the the fan the cult fan favorites like Hercules. Mm -hmm. He'll say he'll give a nod to those, like, "Oh, a lot of people like this, so I'm assuming it's doing doing well." But there's a lot of that. That segregation in in the industry, in the fan uh, fandom, where they'll they'll like Marvel and DC, and they won't look in the neighbor's yard because that's just weird. It's not like the stuff we have in our yard. And I like to think that we kind of knock the fence down between the yards and say, "Let's let's all have a party because it's all the same shit." If um. You know, Dan Klaus is every bit as good as John Romita Jr. or, or Ed McGinnis because it's all comics. It, genre doesn't matter, I don't think, anyway. And um, art is, again, I, Sal. it is everything and everything is art. And Sal has tapped my my ass for this more than one time when I said, there's no such thing as bad art. I right, do, right. I, defy, I defy anyone to call art bad b- yeah, because well, that's your personal uh, perception uh, of that art and mine is totally right. different so it's all subjective yeah but anyway
2: so, sometimes I, so, and, I, and I I, freely admit sometimes I come off as a total douchebag, and a lot of it's
0: alcohol oh no never <laughs>
2: <laughs> fuck you. Um, oh, yeah, and love yeah, you and yeah it, going back thinking back to that it, it, I'm sure it came off as very elitist and and blah 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 but you know Back to my point in that in that episode is like when when I was growing up and all my friends that read comic books and played role playing games and were into sci fi and all that stuff the the passion was all about finding new and interesting and cool stuff you know I'll never forget the first day I read Turtles or Mage hell yeah or you know it's not so much Alien (laughs) and all of these and it was it was. Whenever we were growing up, it it wasn't about reading, you know, or staying up with continuity or um, you know, collecting, you know, huge runs of, of certain series. It was about finding what was the new and cool thing to be reading or watching or playing or whatever. And I think somewhere along the line we as comic book fans kinda of lost our way in that and it became um a very comfortable nostalgic hobby as opposed to um, that passion for finding new and cool and different things that that's where my frustration and disappointment comes from um, is is yeah. you know we're we're all chasing the dragon of trying to um, relive our childhood mm-hmm. um, enjoyment and fascination with this so if you're going to do that do it and and search for new and fun and different things May, maybe that's one thing a month you know, or one thing a week yeah, or whatever. Yeah, branch out a little bit. But yeah, it's, um, you know, and...
0: But then, I, I see, just, when we, when in speaking in those terms, we're coming close to that elitist thing, I was just going to say, that's probably yeah. where
4: Bill's listening to saying, see, there you go again, because right, no, branch but out a little it, bit. Well, it, you know, okay, I mean... And or, it's or, not okay, 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 because... Okay, if you don't work, cool. There's nothing wrong if you yeah. don't, but I'm just saying, but then don't be insulted when mm-hmm. I say, in aggregate, we don't like to branch out, because I believe that to be true. That's fine. If that's if you don't want to branch out, cool. I really don't have an issue with that. Well, that's, your here, here, that's your That's in, your dollars. In, in, but the, I'm internet, just saying, in so, the Internet
2: age that we're in, if you don't want to experience and talk about new and interesting things, stay the fuck off the Internet then.
0: And stay in your little fucking <laughs> oh, house
4: and
2: read uh, your right. amazing
4: fucking oh,
0: fire. Somebody man. open the trap door. Yeah. <laughs> no, wait. Now, now, what if, what, I'm not sure that's
4: the direction
2: I wanted to go into What if we just I – mean, And that's not directed at that is not directed at Bill.
0: <laughs> at
1: all.
3: People who okay. we do say, you know, because we did get, you know, Dave A. mentioned in that episode of Thread that, you know, he heard Chris say a couple <laughs> things. He heard someone throw out, you know, put on your big boy pants, things like that. And,
0: and I, I probably said that, yeah. And I... I so like that it was, phrase.
3: It was, um, you know, it's, that, that's fine. I mean, at no point are we saying, if you want to be our friend, if you want to listen to us, if, if, if you want to like what we like, buy this. It's still... Your choice, you can still do whatever you want. So we could just be the person who might be at the comic shop, and if they sold out of something else that they were looking for, it could just be, you know, the guys were talking about this. I'm going to check this out. You know, I haven't, I haven't checked out Stumptown. I haven't checked out All Hell Megatron. I haven't checked out Shield. So, you know what? I'm going to give that a shot this week. You know, so we're yeah. not, it, it's just, we're, we're, we're still just, Four dudes talking to each other. and
0: By speaking about a book that we like, we are inserting a virus into fandom. Yeah. And there's going to be um, a number of people that are going to get uh, sick, in quotes. That's why we're here. We want to infuse you with the love of comics that we love. Because we, lo- because we love them. Mm-hmm. And we find something valuable about them. We want you to experience the same thing. That's why we do it.
2: On on that note, and and I think that we've have we set our peace on this, you know. Before I say um, something else stupid and piss somebody
3: off, you know, off. when you when you <laughs> started to go yeah, off, I felt like we were. Coming. I,
0: mean, we, I you
2: know, <laughs> there, there could be more well, choices. I mean,
0: you no, know, I felt there, like we were in the family circle. Like, you know what? <laughs> <laughs>
2: we're all fucking adults. Okay, grow the fuck up. And, and
1: there we go, <laughs> Timmy's.
2: We gotta, we there's a, a dotted line, and we're Timmy running through over the couch and everything. Did I did I hurt the poor child's feelings? You know? No, no. Be a fucking adult. Um, right. Okay. <laughs> I on, <love> on, it. <laughs> on that note, I'm sure they'll love me bringing this up. Man, I read something today that blew my socks off. And if and if people are now kind of primed to try something new and cool and 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 different, please. And and this is why I was gone for the 15 minutes or so. And, and so we'll talk. I I, I want to talk with you guys about this next week. Please go pick up I this week
0: oh that's a no-brainer Yep, oh, no brain
2: I'll, I'll read it this weekend
4: so, art by mike
0: Alred and written by who
4: chris robertson chris robertson yeah. right uh um, i knew i was just, just wanting did, to hear you
0: say it
2: he just did um uh actually it's robertson Rob, yeah it's chris robertson robertson
0: uh-huh. yes
1: right
2: um uh Yes, yeah, Cinderella, Fable Town with Love. He did a Jack of Fables issue. He did a story in uh, House of Mystery, the one that was drawn by mm-hmm. Neil right. Adams.
0: Yes, right. Yeah. That's the one I was thinking of.
2: So he's he's done he's done a little bit of stuff, um, but this I mean this is um, he and Allred's creator owned or, or it's is, is that for Vert ah, I forget how Vertigo works that but yeah, anyway it's the, the, yeah the, it is Vertigo um, and uh, it's only a buck so right. go check it it is it is um, first of all it's beautiful I mean duh it's Allred but right. it is it is such a fun issue about a um. um a zombie who has uh, a day job as a gravedigger, which is um, convenient because once a month she has to eat uh, a human brain or she'll um, um, devolve into a mindless zombie.
0: Um, nice.
2: But the, uh, the the little the, the little uh, uh, rub there is that much like Chu, whenever she eats someone's brain, she absorbs their memories and they... Um, become part of her conscience consciousness for for about a week, and if they were like murdered or wronged in some way, they won't let her rest until she goes and solves the <laughs> solves the murder. Oh, you're cracking! Oh, up, you're breaking but... it! Um, she won't. Uh, she uh, or they won't let her rest until she goes and and solves the the mystery or 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 writes this wrong. And there's this this whole crew of um friends and associates that that she has first of all it's it's her it's her crew of grave diggers they, you know the her friends for the day job but um then there's like this whole like universal um um monster crew. It's like her best friend is a ghost who died in the 60s, and she's like a 60s go-go girl, which Alred just nails. It is so, so cool. Um, There's this uh, uh, guy who's really infatuated with with Gwen, the zombie, and he is a were-terrier. He's a werewolf, but he's kind of a were-dog. And his name is is, uh, Scott, but they call him Spot. Uh, There's uh, a group of uh, uh, nighttime Paintball plane vampires,
1: uh,
2: uh, a super sexy mummy. I, I mean, it is. It's 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 awesome. It it, it is. I'm, uh, just after the first issue. I'm like, okay, this is this is, might be my favorite new series of this year. I can't wait. Nice. I can't wait to read the the next issue already. So yes, iZombie zombie. Pick it up this
4: week. Where did you? Oh, am I
0: shitting? Yeah, you're still yes. all
2: crappy.
1: <laughs> uh, well,
4: it's kind of, seren- it's kind of a, a, a strange coincidence that we picked this episode to talk at length about a voicemail because on the way home today, I was listening to uh, Derek and Comic Book Noise, and uh, Derek was talking about the... Um, it was really interesting. He was talking about the, all the, the different types of comic book podcasts that are out there. Mm-hmm. And in describing the group podcasts and whatnot he was just talking about interaction and it was really a a thought piece on his part about why he's not been getting the level of um, feedback or collab- you know, collaborative discussion on his show that he used to and just kind of riffing as to why that might be and you know if it's possible to recapture that that sort of thing um, and he had actually specifically called us out not at all in a bad way he was just talking about different shows and he said that um, m- many shows Really glom onto their, um, voicemails or emails or responses and work them into their show, um, excitedly. And it's a big part of, of the show with one, the only exception. And again, I don't know that he listened, but, but for the shows that he listens to, he, he mentioned us as being an exception to that. Um, and, and it, he's right, uh, he's right. I mean, but it's funny because at the same point in time, I know, like, I know you guys at AC and I know the guys at FM, I mean, I know you guys just you don't even get it. It's just you get too much. You got too much, and I think gets too much to even play most of them, whereas I think Vince has always, we've always made a point of it either on the show or with the the, the the separate episodes of of trying to at least play every voicemail that we have. We may not respond to them in the show, but usually, at least I know, we try and respond to them. At least I do. I think most of us do a good job of responding to the voicemails when we listen back in the, the discussion threads. Yep. But, and uh, and but you said, can
0: find that discussion thread on <laughs> www. 11oClockComics.com uh, or forum.bullpenbullkeyspodcast.com You got a pimp. true.
4: You know what else you can find there? You can find Derek Howard's comic book noise threads. That's right, because
0: oh, okay. he's, he's in the house with us. Yeah.
4: That's We're right. So, I think... uh it was a good episode, and and uh, I'm going to certainly try my part to uh, to interact more. Although, to be fair, he said he only people that interact with him these days are other podcasters, and I was going <laughs> to make a joke. That's because we're all podcasters these days. Now,
0: for the listeners, if if you do like us, hearing us, reply to the voicemails, come on the thread and say so, and maybe yeah, we're we'll kind
2: of we're on the forum all the time,
0: all the time, and maybe we'll make it a regular thing because that is there's a preponderance of comments. Uh, either on the forum or in the iTunes reviews that we don't respond. Wondering why we don't respond to the to the listener emails? Well, because we like that's, to res- we like to reserve that f- because for that's a th-
2: pain in the balls. That's why
0: it, it it's is.
3: fair to
2: mention, I mean,
3: it's, it's at times it's it's a question to us that either we've already answered or right. it was brought up on the forum. So at times it could just be a question to other forum members. But right. the way but it, the show is made, it, it, we can't you know right. flick it's a button. Hard and and listen to the voicemail, then I'll comment on it. Right. It's, right
4: it's, that's what I was going to say. I think for those that are listening that don't know or maybe don't get how each show produces differently, the way we produce this show is it's relatively um, difficult for us to work in voicemails without some preparation in advance. Yeah, as right. Because know, we don't Skype a script, is horrible. So, yeah. Right. So, so like in the case with Bill... That was in a situation where David actually explicitly, because he handles gets the voicemails and has a file he explicitly called us out to and sent us the file and said, Why don't we listen to this right. and we're going to discuss it on the show? Whereas normally that would be we, I guess theoretically we could do that each week, but that would be a you know, to be fair, it would be a lot more work for for uh, Vince to to yeah, it'd integrate be a those when he yeah, edits. And and, and yeah.
0: there is kind of a blessing in not responding to them because the one last week would have frosted my ass something fierce and i probably <laughs> uh, wouldn't wouldn't have been very um oh, ho- yeah, yeah uh-huh. very very nice about it so i i that's why i was glad that we didn't respond to that one but if if we can always single out one or one a week or one every other week and 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 if if that's what you want to hear yeah, what are you, are you are you playing age. ping pong that sounds sorry. like it. Sorry, sorry 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 <laughs> <laughs> Pop
2: the popcorn. No, I'm putting nice. putting away all my. Sorry, I'm am I'm, I'm multitasking and making a racket. I apologize. Nice. you have to apologize. How, how how effing unprofessional of me. All
0: right. Seriously. Let's move on with new stuff. I, I want to hear. Well,
2: it. Oh, see, you oh, said Oh, no. New what do you got, David?
0: Yeah. No. no I was no, going
3: to say fancy flashback, but you said new oh, stuff,
0: so no. Oh no! No, I want to hear this. Always
3: time for Fanzine flashback.
0: <laughs> do it.
3: Uh, this is from. Comic book artist number 15, published by Tomorrows before they moved to top shelf. Cover date November 2001. One second before um, you get
0: into it. Okay. I'm going to do minimal editing on this episode because there were a number of people questioning this mysterious pause we talked about last oh, week. For sake. Yes, so I'm going to be leaving <laughs> David's pauses in so y'all can hear. You know what? I, w- Ooh, I, was edi- I
2: was editing our uh, stop <laughs> around around eleven o'clock comics today from C2E2, nice. and there was the the big the big price pause yeah. which, that, that that we referenced, which would have been fine if Vince didn't reference it. <laughs> Which was awesome because it's there and it, and it's like it was was it Vince or Jason? It's like actually seeing the pause
3: yeah, it was is me. very I impressive. Was <laughs> <laughs> it's very impressive. It is. Yep. You're all you're nice. all mental. <laughs> <laughs> um Okay, so, uh, cover date November 2001. This is the Love and Rocketeers, the 80s Vanguard issue. Ooh. So they talked to Dave Stevens and the Hernandez brothers and the right. modern Matt Wagner and, and, uh, and a few other folks. And this made me think of it because when, um, when you guys mentioned Kirby earlier after Chris stepped away, um, the main The main reason why I took this issue out is because I wanted to talk about a couple of the letters pages but um in an interview with they talked to the Hernandez brothers, but they talked to them separately so so there's an interview with Mario then there's an interview with with uh with Gilbert and then Jaime so you um in the interview with Gilbert, he talks about how um, Jaime went to college, and that was when he um he has this innate ability that very few artists have to be able to draw really well from his subconscious. Somehow, when he went to school, it unleashed that. It's not necessarily that the school taught him how to do that. It just helped him unleash it. Right. Once we started Love and Rockets, we were looking at his pages and thought, wow, I didn't know how he could draw this way. Um, and he compares that uh, when, when he says, um, it, the, the, the interviewer is, is talking about how Gilbert would say that 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 Gilbert because I'm thinking of the words I'm not pausing for. It. <laughs> Gilbert yeah, would say that uh, Gilbert says that you know Jaime could draw and 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 Gilbert could write or or other people would say that and 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 how Jaime's art was the better between two and and some people just thought no they they did each of their thing each of their stories just exceptionally well but because they were different storytellers. everything worked out that way but Gilbert says that that's kind but I'd have to agree with the people who do say that Jaime draws better than us when you know when when you talk about it Jaime has it Mobius has got it Jack Kirby had it Roy Crane had it they have something we don't have there's something that pours from their brain into their arm and no matter how much we learn we can't get that
0: bullshit (laughs) bullshit I, I, no, I, I think he's just being humble. Gilbert, right. Gilbert has it, yeah. and, <laughs> oh, yeah. and, and, well, and so be being humble, and from, but from from what little we
4: the sentiment in general, or are you just
0: no, I disagree with the, him it? saying that he doesn't have it. No, and oh, Mario, okay. yeah. what we've seen from him, he has his own little special thing too. But oh, yeah. we haven't really seen a lot from he Mario. Was, but Gilbert, they, they, oh my God, come on!
3: They um, he was talking about what he had available to to his inking during. Um, during some of the love and rocket stories and he was talking about how he would um whatever he had available he would um uh let's see he was inking with a crow quill um, he had uh the, the erodistic modest stuff that he did with uh Mario he says i probably inked that with a sharpie."
1: Ooh, anything really? that he
3: had Yeah, and he says, and that's why, that's why that those original pages look so bad because the the inks don't right. age well and right. into the page and everything. But yeah, I mean, anything he could use, whatever he had available to ink with is 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 what he used. There that was is, no.
0: That's fantastic.
3: Yeah. Um, so yeah, so the main, apparently they um, the issue prior to issue fifteen, they talked about Thunder Agents and the various. Um, versions volumes of, of, of that series but um,
0: can I interrupt absolutely I just want to answer Jason do, do I you ask me about the it in question do, do I yeah. think that some artists have it and some don't I think I think all artists have it it's just that there are some that have a crystal clear it and <laughs> some of it is still layered in Merc that they haven't worked their way through. Like Alex Toth had it. Okay. And and do Kirby you think you know there are some guys that are still developing that graphic identity and that's hard to bring out. So it's maybe a little cloudy or or obfuscated by by lack of increased pages. I mean the more you do it, the closer right. you get you yeah. get to it. Here
2: here here's here's an example, example. Uh, from the day I met him to now. Dave Wachter Sure, sure. Has developed Can't, it.
0: Right, Dave didn't always have it. Right, no. but but now he the does. Time with yeah, yeah. 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 That Howard the oh, Duck. If I had him oh in the my room, God. I would have choked that the shit me out of him. Sad that yeah. Howard uh-huh. Duck. It, and it's, it's fantastic.
4: It really is. Yeah. Now, but yes, but can artists lose it? Oh, oh of yeah. course they can. Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I was going to say because uh, there's plenty of examples of that.
0: This is the only time you'll hear me say this. Uh, and I, and I, I shouldn't because oh, I'm being recorded, but there was a point in Jack's career when he no longer had it. Mm-hmm. Yes. Hey,
2: it, I mean, it got, it got tough at the end for Wally Wood. You know, it's...
0: Mm, yeah, but Wally was still yeah. in control of his uh, faculties. I, yeah. I think there was a point where Jack should have just stopped. Yeah. And it was really late in the game, even I after didn't. the Pacific stuff and the the top stuff... Oh, yeah, there's. <laughs> I mean, I love it because it came from his hands, but there's, there's a point where I just would have said, Jack, please, just back away. Just, yeah, just, yeah, just back stop, away. Just stop, just stop. Yeah, yeah. Um, but no, I didn't say that. Someone was controlling me. Yeah, it that's did not right. come out yeah. of my mouth.
3: It went from someone else's brain to your arm. <laughs> uh, well, since you mentioned Toast, remember the uh, little movie known as uh, 1941?
0: You betcha. Who I did the say. graphic novel of that? One of my favorite graphic novels of all time.
3: Oh, and, and Woods too.
0: Yes, of course, because it was Rick Veach and Steve Bissett.
3: Yes. Oh nice. Yeah. Uh so oh, anyway, yeah. Alex Toth <laughs> sends a letter to the editor. Uh, in in response to something John Workman said in an earlier issue. Oh uh, it. about my on off status with the early Steelberg in quotes and it's S T E A L. Epic nineteen forty one. I was tentatively on until its adaptation dash script, or maybe its actual shooting script, was received and read here, and that deal children is when I bailed. Uh, like oh, the movie yeah. shot from its pages. It was a flipping train wreck on all levels. <laughs> I know oh,
0: he's <laughs> talking about the graphic novel?
3: Yes. He was he was asked to do it. He was he was set to do the graphic novel. Read the adaptation and said hell no. Or as Jason would say, bills. No, no. No. Uh, I don't
0: know how to hear Uh, the rest of this.
3: Um, Mm -hmm. I I was trying to give it a fair read, but nope, it wasn't my cuppa. He's even talking Mm -hmm. like Jason. So I sent it back, said no thanks to Julie Simmons or or Workman. Can't recall that now or any phone chat about why the Looney Tune script was why. I plus I believe. uh, the time fact afford a book length bomb to be done to sync with the release of the movie was too much was much too tight for me. As for my coloring it, I have no memory of such discussions, uh but John Julie could be right, if when time allowed, and the work itself inspired extras, like coloring my own doodlings for print, yes, I was up for it, but again I don't recall, in fact, I've yet to color directly my own work.
0: Oh, re- so he's he's not responding to the Bissett and, and Veach book. No, he's no, no, responding no, no. to the script I'm, for the graphic yes, novel. Yes. Oh, okay. On
3: why, on why he didn't do it?
0: Because when I'm, you said it's a train wreck, if you've seen the nineteen forty-one graphic novel, it is I a train was, wreck. Yeah. yeah. It it's all over the place, but it was calculated. It was designed to be that way. And, and Veach and, and Bissett did paste, uh, collage and just yeah. stuff is blowing off the panels all over the place. I love it. I'm sorry. Go ahead. That's okay. Um, I can't shut see. up.
3: I've, I've written <laughs> rings of margin colored notes. Request, please, uh, to in-house colorists. Always ignored, so it's been frustrating. I've done simple vellum flap color guides on a few story sets or the odd cover, but not the whole nine yards. I'm not Sorry i let go of 1941. Whoever drew the book did well enough on it. A thankless Yay. job at best. So, huzzahs to him, them, whoever. The job was perfect for a photo from any book. If enough production stills were available or the film was in the can and available to the heavy metal team. Armed with a final shooting script. Edited to match the release print and to do the frame lifts on the movieolas. To fill a book of it, squeeze in all that screaming dialogue and the endless booming sound effects, junk noise, too. That was the way to go. But old Steve may not have finished final edits. Okay, so now he's just asking a bunch of questions.
0: Right. Um, uh, Eddie Deason t- on a Ferris wheel with a ventriloquist dummy? Come on. That is Hollywood gold. 1941 uh, is a great movie.
3: He says, uh, Hope this settles the 1941 matter once and for all. Much ado about
0: nothing. Wow. Hmm. Two words. That's- Graphic cacophony. You gotta see nineteen forty one, the uh the, the, the graphic novel. But not the movie. It. Oh I love the movie. Yeah, that that's a <laughs> that's a cacophony of a of a of a different stripe. It's nice. Oh, I nineteen
2: forty one. Yeah,
0: I think it's really good. Berushi Did, uh, and Aykroyd and Deez and yeah. uh, Deeson, oh it's and Christopher Lee, Toshiro Mafuni. Come on.
1: Yeah.
2: Sw <laughs> was, was that the one with the with the Swiss made submarine? <laughs> it,
0: was the, it was the one that he parodied his own uh, Jaws with the woman swimming and the yeah. submarine comes up and the, yeah, it's it's yeah. great. Sayonara, yeah, it, 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 was,
2: it was. Yeah, it was a Swiss-made submarine though, wasn't it? I don't remember details yeah. like that. Yeah. Oh,
3: jeez. Uh, I remember
0: <laughs> the buck-naked woman swimming. Oh, yeah, of course you oh, oh,
2: do. There was
3: supposed to be a um, Thunder Agents ABC Saturday morning cartoon. Well,
0: really? I did, not, I did not know that.
3: Uh yes, a uh, a gentleman by the name of uh, Dan De Dio writes a letter. <laughs> uh, talking really? About the uh, yeah, for I guess back when he worked for uh, for ABC and and some of their projects because he was he was either behind or produced or he he was involved in in the reboot um, show.
0: Yes, back, he was back
3: in the day. Um, there's a letter from Dave Cockrum talking about the talking about actually um david singer and deluxe comics because there aren't too many people who have many kind words to say about mr singer um
0: not stringer who did our tattoos but that's right right
3: because we have nothing but kind words to say to brian uh the and and brian actually has a, a comment to chris that if um he will he will set chris up with a sweet Tattoo, a sweet deal. All right. The, uh, if he shows up with uh, with the Darwin Cook image from New Frontier.
2: Ooh, oh, so listen, buddy. Ooh, ooh. damn. Wow. All right. I'm gonna, I'm gonna start. I'm gonna start going. I'm gonna start going through the book because uh-huh. he, uh, he is
3: set and ready for C2E2 2011. Excuse me. All right. e right. Dos well, Thank you. e Dos yeah.
1: uh,
0: And he right, has Ryan. a voicemail in this episode. Yeah. Sweet. he does.
2: Next year. I will I will get my uh I think maybe Darwin Cook, Wonder
0: Woman. But of, you see you'll one. always be behind us because next year we will have another one on our homes. Yeah, and yeah. you will be like one. Did, oh look at Chris um, got one. Piker.
3: Are, are you still <laughs> doing the flashback? Yeah you are okay, never mind. He um he uh what you call it? He, um he even said he had he has ideas on on how to add onto mine. So I am curious to see what what he's got cooking up.
0: Um Christine Spar on the bottom. With the fork. Yes. Uh, By the Pander Brothers. No?
4: My, uh, not a my fan
0: buddies, of the Pander the- Brothers?
4: Let, let's talk.
1: I'm sorry.
4: One of the owners of Football Guys, um, I, uh, we were talking about the tattoo and uh, today, and he, he was like, you know, I... I, he's like, I love that you got one. I could never do it because I'm so obsessive compulsive that I, before I know it, I'd have a whole sleeve. Me too. And, uh, really and okay. I said to him, I said, you know, it's funny you say this. And I think because all of us have already, you know, two weeks old, we're already all giving a lot of thought to what our next tattoo will be. Not as though we're, not already we thinking about will we get another one, but what That's it will what be. That's uh, You bet. It does kind of break down that wall of, of once you do it, it's like. Uh, it's like getting
2: laid. Once you do it, you're like, what's <laughs>
4: <gonna happen?"> uh,
1: <laughs> you know.
2: It's, it's, I, I thought it. I mean, for be honest, you know. it's true, right? I mean, Scott McCloud. If you were on his blog,
0: how I know. Is that? I know. Is that really cool?
2: Hey, what's up? Eleven o'clock, comics This is Stranger, your tattoo guy from C2E2. I uh, just want to call and leave you a voicemail and tell you that I really enjoyed hanging out. You guys are a good crew. You're all good sports. got cool stuff. Um, hope everybody's healing up well. Not itching too bad. But, yeah, man, lots of fun at C2E2. Uh, doing it up again next year, as far as I know. So, uh, hopefully, we'll see you then. Later, guys.
4: Well, we, you mentioned c 2 2 and we, we obviously did quite a big re- recap of it. Um, Pittsburgh Comic-Con was this past weekend.
0: Oh, that's right.
4: Uh, I heard from quite a few people that it was, uh, shall we say, sparsely attended. Oh. Um, I also heard from people that uh, WonderCon was sparsely attended, although I think that's probably more a function of it being on Easter weekend. Uh, but uh, then I see that uh, San Diego is under negotiations right now for uh, whether or not the uh, com- the quote-unquote Comic-Con is going to stay in San Diego, and it's, uh, it's looking like it's – I would still say it, it. probably will, but that being said, it's, my understanding is as of today, it's very much in the air. Um, so I, I guess my question is to you guys, and, and this is probably more speculation than fact because we don't all go to a ton of conventions each year. Mm-hmm. Do you think we're at a point in the uh, life cycle of of the uh, of the fandom that maybe we're a little getting a little oversaturated with cons? Yeah, and th- that's, I, th-
2: I think it's, I think it's hit its saturation point. Yeah, yeah just it's, in time for Garrett well, to have one just about every fucking weekend. Yeah, I mean I mean that's, that, that's the problem is whenever you have whenever you have good sized regional shows on the same weekend because what Emerald City was was that the same weekend as um as the the con in Orlando? Yeah. Me- MegaCon? Yeah, 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 yeah. So it's the same weekend as MegaCon, then you have and the 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 wizard read thing is ridiculous i think that's a lot of you know prick waving dick fights but you know you have anaheim on the same sounds weekend like fun though as skin deep. <laughs> um but yeah it's whenever you whenever you see good sized regional shows that are popping up on the same weekends yeah that that just kind of screams oversaturation that you know kind of what i feel is for for a lot of these things they're if they're going to be pop culture events, they've got to have they've got to have a substantial Hollywood presence. And there's only so many appearances that folks in that industry can make. So yeah, it could spread them.
0: I don't. Uh, could it be that the clientele of all the big shows is basically or largely the same? Because we know a lot of people that fly everywhere to these shows right right. The, the guys that go to new york will go to chicago and san diego and i think the the regional shows the little like the summit city i think they're going to do really well i think it's those huge honking shows where the the the, the promoters are investing big ass amounts big, of big money uh, yeah. they're the ones that are suffering because you need a high turnover you need a big mm-hmm. turnout of people just to break even at some point and the little shows they're flourishing because you know obviously it does take some kind of resources but nowhere near those mega shows
2: well it's like uh, Summit City and Windy City your investment there is more elbow grease than it is financial I mean that's 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 one of the big reasons we're taking a year off for Windy City this year right a lot of fucking work and, right? but uh, the
0: rewards I mean how many people have we heard of well, some, you know Windy you know, is great it, the, and it,
2: well the reward you know was that it was um, we enjoyed it we had a good time it's it, it's not it's never going to be you know like a part time job and I don't even think that Summit City I think that that Zach and Cameron and the folks at, at DC. DCB service want to do this to celebrate comics and that's doing it you know for the right reasons but you know admittedly you know Reed and Wizard and and, and Comic Con International they're businesses I mean they're there to make right they're there to make money, and man, it's yeah, it, it's hard. I mean, economy's down right now.
0: I think that's uh, a factor, too.
2: That, that's a big part. Well, but, but see, it's, it, it's, it's not, the, it's not yeah. the people flying in for those shows. Maybe San Diego. W- what they need, what they have to get is the casual fan. They need the casual fan to bring, you know, his or her 12 year old son or daughter for, mm-hmm. you know, for Sunday. They, they know they're, they're preaching to the choir. They know we're going to show up. They have to get the casual fan who thought that the first Iron Man movie was awesome.
0: But the big shows are so impersonal. It, it's, just, it, it's, it's too chaotic. It's the little shows where well, you have 10 and 12 artists or comic book creators. Those are the ones you really, they're very rewarding because you can go in and speak face-to-face with one of your favorite creators. You don't have to wait mm-hmm. in line for two hours just to get a hi hi doing, and a signature. See, and then I, you're I, out. I
2: guess I'm not
4: buying that, though, because, again, I, we just got done gushing about C2E2, yeah. which was put on by Reed. It, at the biggest one of the biggest convention centers in the country uh it was it was it was had the capacity to hold tens of thousands of people concurrently and oh, yeah. yet uh you could and we did go up to our favorite creators both personal friends and legends and could have spoken gotten right. sketches fiction, so and that's as big a Show by as bigger promoter as it gets. I mean, again, yes, it's not as large as New York or 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 San Diego, but that's Reed's hope is that it will be as large. Right, I mean, but that's there was no 10.
0: lines. That, that's right, but what, what I'm saying. You
4: saying is so right, but you're saying a small shows where you. I mean, I think a, a part of the problem the small shows, like I heard the problem with with Pittsburgh and uh, and also with with Orlando, was that they they couldn't get the guests and the guests yeah. get people through the doors. You know, they can't. They couldn't get. You know, quote unquote, you know, the Bendis's or the Stanleys or the, you know, the 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 DC Nation panel. They couldn't get the Morrison. You know, they couldn't get the guys that that. And what what surprises me is when I hear that. That's where I get confused because I would agree with Chris. I would think a show makes big gate when they get all the casual people because you know if there's. Yeah. 5,000 people that are diehard comic fans that are within a few hours of Pittsburgh, and you're free that weekend, you're going to check it out, regardless mm-hmm. of who's there, because it's your scene. But for Pittsburgh to be a hit, or for the Orlando show to be a hit, you need the other eight to 10,000 people to walk in the door that, like you said, their kid wants to see Star Wars, or you thought the Iron Man movie was cool, or you as, think that as, the as Serenity as much guys going to be
2: there. Yeah, you know, as much as we bemoan it the Twilight. That's a huge... Yeah, sure,
4: sure. But that's why I get... That's why it shocks me, like, so, but if that's the case, then why should, like, the absence... So I don't think, like, when I hear people say, well, there was no Grant Morrison, there was no Bendis, well, I think that matters a little bit to comic hardcore guys, but I don't think that's what makes a big show or even a medium-sized show successful. And I think it's, it's the... It, it is... It's the other gets, you know? It's, it's, the, it's the other things that are going to draw the sort of the secondary and tertiary people into the show that that otherwise wouldn't come. I don't know. I mean you know i don't know too many comic geeks that say listen to this show or go to an LCS every week or have a pull list somewhere wouldn't go to a show in their area because a certain specific big name creator wasn't
2: there you know it, it it's tough because i mean we drew we drew a little over 1500 people to to windy city and i mean that was there were a lot of artists there and we had good good exhibitors it's you know some people just some people don't like to get out of their house. <laughs> no, right. Well, that's not what I'm saying. But what I'm saying yeah. is I don't think people would have
4: – that were willing to check out or heard of or, or, or actually went to Windy City would have chosen not to go if, say, one of the people that you had there wasn't there. Oh,
2: yeah. Yeah, sure. Like sure. I'm not
4: saying – like 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 maybe there's one guy that would have said, oh – Went so Aaron was, oh, was there. He yeah, said, "I'm going yeah. because of that." But I'm yeah. saying that you know, 90 plus percent of the people that walked in that door weren't going for the one specific the creator person. you might have had there. Yeah, yeah. There
2: right, was right, maybe one I person that they were really excited about. Oh, okay, I see. I, I see what you're saying. Yeah. You know, but but that's another thing. You talk about the oversaturation. You look. I mean, we're we're to the point where there is a, a, a major regional convention about every two weeks now. Yeah. Until until what August. Oh, Sounds so, right. Well, so yes. it's and then in, yeah. in October. So yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and so it's a, it's about it's about every every two weeks, and and then it's a little space, and you've got New York, um, and these creators, you know, they they have jobs making comic books yeah. and i mean it's to the point now that that most most guys and gals have to say okay i'm gonna go to these three cons this year because that's all i can fit in my schedule right. so you and look they- at a lot of the yeah these shows they bring in local guys but you know that's why i'm amazed like emerald city comic-con gets a huge amazing guest list and that's at the ass end of the of the planet you know, up in up in Seattle, it's a beautiful it's a beautiful place. Right, but I think that's it's a place that's yeah. that's considered a beautiful place to see or visit. So it's
0: right, but then so. again, when your top selling comics are only bringing in a hundred thousand copies, mm-hmm. so when you when you segregate these shows across the United States, a hundred thousand comic fans, what is that? Maybe twenty five thousand if everyone in that area goes. Right. So so well, you, I think we need
4: to be a little careful there because I think that there are a few hundred thousand comic fans. Again, you have to factor in
0: that. I'd I'd
2: say say about a quarter million.
0: Okay, but so you have to have have an almost universal turnout Mm -hmm. to really Mm -hmm. generate just comic-centric attendees. That's 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 why you need... Think about that, right? I mean,
4: it's true. C two E two, right? I mean, three of us flew in from from hours away to go to it. And how many people did we run into that flew in for the show, right? You're right. And you would think that Chicago being with the third largest city in the country would by and of itself be able to just have you know fill fill the place right you know front to back so you're right yeah i mean that's a good point
2: gotta have casual fans man that's casual fans have to have to have to show up to those things but it really comes down to to the third post needs to step the f up next year
4: that's (laughs) right do it
0: like new york i mean come on there's no problem about with a show in new york it's cuz it's yeah. a great city. Oh, never. Yeah.
2: Well, you know, hey, you know, honestly, there's still a little bit of market confusion. We've got another we've got another <laughs> major regional convention coming up in in what? July. Is it July, August, whatever. I thought you it know? was like
3: I thought it's like a week or two after San Diego.
2: Yeah, okay, it's August. But once again to the casual fan they don't know the difference. So See what you
0: did, Jason? You 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 broached the subject that Chris just loves to talk
2: about. Yeah, I know, I know. We need to move
0: on. <laughs> no, we, we got you participating. I, I'm all fired up about a comic. Can I talk about oh, it? What is it? Yes. Yeah. All fired up.
2: Oh, you got?
0: It's written by Phil Hester.
3: Oh, uh, sucker duck! Did it return today? Golly,
2: it's got to be good.
0: Oh, it's not golly. No. Oh. The the, uh, the plot, cover art, and art direction is by Alex Ross. Art by Jonathan, ah. L- you know it. Art by Jonathan Lau and the colors by Ivan Nunez or Nunez. You're, you're, you're,
2: you're gonna make you're gonna make uh, John Centres very happy and Sal's gonna roll his eyes. I'm talking oh, about the
0: green Hornet. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, the Black Terror from Dynamite.
3: Yeah, Dynamite. The Alex Ross gave it away. Oh, 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 oh okay.
0: I I adore uh, everything yeah. Project Superpowers. Love it to death. And I think the Black Terror so is, is even better. <laughs> <laughs> now it's, it's even better than the the Project Superpowers series proper. You know the story of Project Superpowers, yes? We've, 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 we've gone ran, into it yeah, before. Yeah, we, we, we've
4: gone down it. that road, Yeah, so.
0: tra- Trapped in an urn for 60 years. Okay, they come out. Tra- uh, they're like strangers in a strange land. All of the heroes uh, find themselves thrust into this strange world. The, the, the uh, morality is all topsy turvy. They don't know who their enemies are. And uh, the, this issues five to nine of the Black Terror. Well, nine's a standalone. But so five to eight. It's a self contained little story where um, the Black Terror and Archie Masters a.k.a. the American Crusader they're they're very good buddies and they have been since World War II they they fought side-by-side in the war ridding the world from the Nazi of the Nazi scourge and uh, a very important event from World War II sets the tone for the events to follow in issues five to eight and it's really neat how they did it it also adds a little bit of foreshadowing for the story's conclusion you see in 1944 this uh, Lieutenant Chamberlain and the 761st, the all-black tank division, the first all-black tank division, they're deep into the front lines, right? And they're eventually besieged by a battalion of German panzers. So the American Crusader, thankfully, and the Black Terror arrive in time to save their asses. Uh, flash forward to the present day, you have the heroes. Recognizing an enemy is not nearly as clean-cut as it was in the 40s. Per the events of the first Project Superpower series, the fighting yank had trapped the world's superpowers in Pandora's box, we talked about this before, for 60 years, with the exception of the American Crusader. He was experimented upon and cloned by the evil supremacy. Dun-dun-dun! And with each successive radiation-infused clone the Crusader's legendary morality and his fortitude quickly dwindled. So now you have this army of American Crusader clones who do the bidding of the supremacy. So that's where we are in the present day. They're released from the prison, and the Black Terror, Bob, does not like what has happened uh, to his good buddy, the Crusader. So he sets out to turn things right. And it doesn't... And well for the American Crusader, uh Bob uh gets a little help from his friends, and I use friends in quotes because if you are familiar with the Black Terror, he burns bridges very quickly. He pulls in Masquerade, you know, sexy ass Masquerade, the woman in all in red with the mask and, you know, she's awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh what she does is she can leap into someone's body and uh, read their consciousness and find out what's going on. She finds out that the American crusader is still alive and he's being tortured at the hands of the supremacy. They're extracting all his powers to create these superpower duplicates. So Bob just goes batshit and he fueled by rage at what they've done to his friend. He tears through everything. The supremacy throws at him squadrons of these deadly flying crusaders, uh, Dressed in the, uh, names, in the costume of his good buddy, so that pisses him off. Dynamic Man, that robotic android, uh, automation who works for the supremacy and these scores of dynamic family robots, uh, even a phalanx of aliens bioengineered from DNA retrieved from crashed UFOs. Hi Zach. Uh, so where, where's it all going? What happens? Well, the supremacy has Bob sequ- has um Archie sequestered in Area Fifty One, and it's up to Bob to get him out. It is fantastic. I, I there's something about the Superpower series that just grabs me by the lapels if I wore uh, anything with lapels and shakes me. It's just like pay attention. This is so good. It, it it's there's thrilling stuff. It's Golden Age heroes. I can identify with this book because at 45 years old, I'm starting to think along the lines of some of these guys. Like, this is not the world of my childhood. Things are a little weird here. And and the the superpowers books and Black Terror in particular, Phil Hester is at, I think he's at the top of his game. Because he infuses these books with political commentary and it's not very subtle. Like speaking speaking through the black terror, he's walking around thinking, "I this is just messed up." You have the government overstepping their bounds and acting like the very thing we fought in World War II to wipe out that that belligerent, antagonistic. I can't say the German word, but it means living space, Liebenstrom, that just the, trying to amass as much territory as they can, going overseas and fighting in wars where they don't belong, and that kind of commentary, that's in this black terror book. Because a guy from World War II, when everything was simple, you know, we fight the Nazis and that's it. And now he, he, he's brought into this day where things aren't as black and white as they used to be. He's conflicted. And and because he's conflicted, he takes it out. He, he's got this rage. Like, the Black Terror is a combination of Superman, uh, Frank Castle, and a little bit of Travis Bickle, where he just wants to eradicate the scum off the streets. He's the rain, going to wash the streets clean. And there's the difference between Superman and Black Terror. He will kill. There's one section in the book where they capture one of the clones and after masquerade extracts the information she needs black terror kills him just twists his head right right around on his neck and he did it when masquerade was still in his body and she bitches him out when she comes out you bastard and he's like, he does not care he he is totally he's a hair trigger and that's why i said he burns bridges because she's supposedly his friend her name's diana by the way so I mean, he didn't care about her safety; he just freaked out, twists the head, you know, because they're besmirching the namesake of his best friend. It's it's very good, and you should read some of Hester's dialogue. He does this re- recurring internal monologue that the black terror is looking around at things. It's very well written. Between this and the darkness, oh, Hester. How, how, and
2: now, how much how much stuff is Phil writing these days? I mean, dude is but, writing a lot of stuff. I yeah. know he's prolific. The anchor. Yep. Mm-hmm. Golly. Darkness. Um he's doing he's doing Green Hornet what?
3: work. I, I uh, thought I thought
2: Andy was doing Green Hornet.
3: Phil's doing Green he, Hornet work.
2: Uh, uh, Andy's doing the Cato. The okay. The Cato yeah. series. Phil is scripting the main Green Hornet series and doing I think he's got to think he's doing art breakdowns as well. Jesus. Wow. Yeah. It's um yeah, Let's, he's 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 all over the place. He really is. Yeah. Listen to
0: some of this di- this uh, internal monologue. This is great stuff. This is from issue number nine. I won't read much of it, but you don't need much of it to get the the the, f- the flavor of the book. Uh, Black Terror is walking around in the city, neon, uh, uh, just a, a, a hurricane of light and sound, and he's he's just taking it all in. I think it's it's Washington, and he's talking about glass. Uh, skins of glass on every building, reflecting back the once warm light of the sun as a lifeless antiseptic glare. The humble stone and wrought iron buildings of your youth wither like stunted plants on a forest floor, starved by the alien skyscrapers towering above. That's some damn good dialogue. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, Hester, bang, he, he nails this character. He, he's not on this, like, like Frank Castle. There's a layer of sympathy that you have to have for the Black Terror that just... He's a man out of time, like Captain America, but he goes to the extreme, where Captain have, America have won't. You,
2: have you started reading the anchor yet, Vince?
0: I'm going to wait for the trade on that. Well,
2: well, the first, first trade's the out. First trade's I read out. the first trade.
0: No kidding. Well, I guess yes. I'm behind. I got to get yeah, the it.
2: First, the, God, the first trade is what, like six bucks or something? Yeah.
0: Oh, really? It was, it was the first four cheap,
2: issues, yeah. Yeah, it was super, super cheap. Um, How would you like it, David?
3: I did. I liked it a lot. The uh great,
2: Yeah. Yeah, the art. It,
3: it took a little getting used to... Uh, Trilla. art but it's um, but I, I'm gonna get the second trade. I, I, I it, it's pretty funky. I wasn't, I didn't know what to expect. I didn't know, you know I wasn't real sure about the, the 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 concept going in. But as it's, uh, I, th-
2: I think it's, I think it's right up Vince's alley.
0: Well, I'm just gonna. I mean, that's pretty I'm, much. I love it when my buddies are comics
2: are Yeah. Wow. Oh damn.
4: Yeah.
0: I know you're not a fan of the superpower stuff, but. I, I'm I'm Joneson. Well, can so listen right. to
4: episode 73 where we talk about Black Terror.
0: You looked it up. You looked it up. did uh, it, This is really uh, the point I wanted to, to stress. If you're interested in the Black Terror and you're like, well, i issue nine now. How am I going to catch up? Issue nine a really good jumping point because it's a done-in-one issue. It lays out the whole man-out-of-time mindset of the Black Terror, how he feels about the strange land in which he finds himself, his off-kilter mindset. But it it also plants a few seeds for future stories. It's it's very cool how Hester did it. The Black Terror is foiling a bank robbery-slash-hostage situation, and one of the uh, criminals manages to pop off a shot, and it ricochets off to Black Terror and kills a 20 year old girl named Ann Getz. So Black Terror visits her gravesite and Bob is accusted by her ghost. Or is he? And, uh, she kind of torments him and he questions his motives and he questions his actions. And again, big to do at the end that lays, uh, plants a lot of seeds for future Black Terror storylines. It's, uh, it's, the, it's one of my favorite series. I just identify with this guy. Maybe I'm just getting old and and crotchety and, and, you know, uh, uh, questioning the same things he does, but I I can't get enough of uh, the superpower stuff, especially Black Terror. Hester's the man. (laughs) I want to hug him. And uh, Jonathan Lau. I see those. Jonathan Lau on art, he's really good. He really knows how to pull uh, the reader into the story. How you like me, Lau? Great stuff, great stuff. Pitch perfect, uh, pitch perfect uh, uh, panel composition and pacing. Amazing. There you go. Just, just amazing. Cool. Yeah. There's uh, two more seconds. There's one panel when Black Terror is fighting Dynamic Man. You're going to you read the how, for us? No. Black Terror, <laughs> shut up, you. Black Terror. He has a. He uses a cutlass, so he has a scabbard on his on his belt. And he, he loses the sword at one point. So in fighting the dynamic man, he takes the scabbard and jams it through his jaw. So you have, there's one panel where the, the, the dynamic man's head is tip, tipped into the side of the panel and the scabbard is through his jaw. And you see this other character that, Uh, arrives to help out Black Terror in the background, and there's there's seemingly hundreds of automations in the air fighting them. It's a great panel. It's just one of those panels that makes you step back and say, wow, that's really well done. I get the feeling that I'm in this battle. Great stuff. Read Black Terror,
1: bastards. Hey,
5: what's up, everybody? It's Lermo from the forums. Um, I'm just calling to make sure that everybody knows... uh, basically how amazing everybody on the forum is, all the members, I mean, uh, they're really giving. Uh, just why I'm calling is uh, Johnny, the title drummer, he wrote a story that I drew, and uh, he posted uh, a teaser. Said, we don't know how to proceed, you know, uh, we're going to post it on the forums, if we're going to web post it, whatever. Um, well, out of nowhere, the forum members responded, well, very positively, for one. And second, they posted links to various free web hosting sites. Uh, a few uh, offered their services right out saying, hey, we'll host it for you if you want. I'm going to leave that up to Johnny. Uh, but I just want to say this is completely unexpected. Um, I don't know. I'm at a loss for word. Um, but basically, I just wanted to let everybody know, and I just want to say thank you to the entire forum. Uh, you guys are all amazing people. And... Um, Basically, if there's anybody out there who hasn't done it yet or has just always been thinking about starting a webcomic, an uh, indie strip, uh, self-publishing comics, whatever, I mean, go to the forum, put it out there. There's an amazing resource here at 11 O'Clock Comics. Um, these are all strangers I've never met. I've probably had no contact with any of them before this, and they just want to see us succeed. Think about that. Strangers completely unselfish they just want to see you succeed great people so uh vince dap uh wood chris please uh raise a glass to the forum members uh, They're a group of stand-up individuals and uh hopefully uh one of these days i'll get to meet every one of them and shake their hands and all that uh so that's all i have to say uh see you guys on the boards later
0: by phil hester they, there's
3: reason enough, right there.
0: Mm-hmm. I know.
3: So you're we saying, didn't... as a jumping on point, it would have been nice if we were doing the eleven o'clock comics of the month that this would have been eligible for that.
0: Um, nah, no. There's this. This has been in the works for a while. It's on issue ten, probably. By you the just time said
3: I was jumping on point,
0: it is. But this ten is the one that's going to come out. But I'm just saying, you should you should have been reading this from day one because it's great. You wouldn't know that without us telling you so black terror it's great I think the book of the month thing is for new books right isn't
3: it it's yeah. it's for jumping on points it's for books that are new books jumping on point books you may be on the fence about so right. it's it's basically it's something that you may not have tried but are are willing to try it and and uh, so it's just books you you cannot actually the uh, the book for the July orders that by the time people listen to this, that winner will have been selected because that's got to be sent to, to Zach tomorrow, by tomorrow afternoon. Cool. Um, but no, I mean, it's it's for any any book, you go through the solicitations, if there's something that you're on the fence about, weren't sure if you were going to try it, you're, you're challenging yourself and, and you're basically you know offering the challenge to the other forum members. And that's why it, the majority of the books are number one <laughs> issues, but it could be a jumping out. Well, like Wonder Woman, that, that's not number one. That's that's yeah. six hundred. So, but it's it's a new direction, new new jumping on point. They say, yeah, so. there,
0: there ain't no way in hell that would ever win. Oh, only only because I <laughs> I would yeah. I would so, I would so Damn. sabotage sabotage <laughs> that sabotage that ball. Oh Yo, well, yeah, You're in a second absolutely. I would
2: <laughs> <laughs> I would. Wow, Mister Art is fucking everything here. It's well, got nothing to do with it.
0: I just don't like Wonder, <laughs> Wonder Woman. I'm sorry if we're
2: get, if we're getting real. <laughs> I would much 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 more recommend
4: that people check out. What's going on at Wonder Woman than Black Terror?
0: That's because you're crazy. You're crazy <laughs> so, ass. Wonder Woman. <laughs> so
4: your mileage may vary.
0: <laughs> wow! Wonder Woman received five thousand. What? Wait, it went down to one vote. How did that happen?
1: <laughs>
0: I'm just kidding. Yeah. Um, on our
2: on our guy Don Kramer is he?
0: No, I like you? Don Kramer. I do. You're yeah, just great. Read the
2: book he's working on.
0: I'm. I can't. I can't read Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman. Sorry.
2: Didn't he just do the uh,
4: latest issue of Outsiders?
2: Yeah, I think so.
0: Mm-hmm. Ah, nice.
2: I really okay. liked his uh, stuff on uh, the JSA uh, versus Cobra mini series. Yeah, that was that good. was quite good. So, yep. so
0: what's what's the deal with hey, fucking
2: the artists? Is the Outsiders had in like three months.
0: So, what's the deal with <laughs> the Stand? <laughs> the
2: Outsiders. What, what's the deal the with the Stand? Who? The Stand. What, what about the Stand?
0: Is that still being published? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it's not done yet.
2: No, we they, they, Dude, they have, are you? They have, they have, are they they you they they okay? We <laughs> talked about this, Mike Perkins. Yeah, they just, just reached the halfway point. point. Awesome sketch for me. No,
3: no, I I know, but I mean I,
0: I haven't been what keeping if, up I mean, on how, it.
3: What what have they collected you, you, so far? There's there's been what there's I don't been, know the trips. There's been. I mean, how many stories have they done from the stand so far? Yeah, I'm uh, actually that's, well. That's what I'm They started the fourth
2: of the arcs.
3: Oh, okay. So they
0: said thirty issues, right?
2: Yeah, there were six issues, I think.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah, sure, think,
2: it yeah. yeah they're, I'm they're behind. They're at what like, the halfway point.
0: Huh. All right. I don't yeah. know why and, I brought that up. I was just thinking good. out loud.
4: Yeah, they have got uh Captain Trips, Soul Survivors, and American Nightmares.
2: I think are all done.
0: All right, I'm one behind. One's about to start. Yeah. Okay. That, that's, cool.
2: Whenever that's done, I mean, that's going to be a a good you know rainy Sunday afternoon. Sit down and read the whole thing. I'm, I'm getting it in single I'm I'm getting the um uh the the Dark Tower stuff. I'm getting that in the hardcovers. But I love the stand stuff so much. I want to read it every. Every month that it comes out, so I've been getting single issues. Same here, same here.
0: And uh, if uh, that that book of the month thing David was talking about, do you do us a favor and send Zach an email and say, "Hey, make that Grant Morrison eighteen days graphic novel fifty (laughs) percent off."
4: (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, I mean, not for nothing, but I'm I'm sure Zach and Cameron would be totally cool with us on occasion asking for. At least requesting a discount for a certain book. I mean, beyond. Oh, if yeah. we
2: if we do if we do like a book of the month, sure they'll. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, I mean, beyond. Yeah, I'm just saying. So. I mean, that, that's possible, Vince. You could. You could Eleven o'clock it.
0: spotlight. Eighteen days. Grant Morrison. Mukesh Singh. Hey, David. Fifty yes. percent off. Seventy-five <laughs> percent off.
4: <laughs> wow. <let's just> talk <laughs> over
1: <free>. each other. It's
2: <laughs> free. Uh, sorry. Uh,
4: have you read uh, X-Men: Hope One-Shot?
3: Oh shit! You know, I have it right next to me, but no, I have not. That's okay. Steve Dillon' right, art, right? Indeed, yes. Okay. Yeah, I wait, we'll, we'll moved see. it around a little bit because I was—I'm still looking. I'm, I'm no rush. A bunch of boxes <laughs> to find first issue of Mage still. So, but no, I no I, rush, I buddy. Looking,
0: so. Now, wait—is the, the hope? hope sorry. Is the hope in question? Hope, yes. the character? It was, oh, it was really? Cable,
3: it was a one. It was a cable one shot, but it's—it's—it's—it's it's, 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 it's titled
4: Hope.
0: When did this it, come out? Yeah. A few months ago. Uh,
4: no, like like a month ago, May 2010 cover is the, is the oh, Indicia.
0: So. I missed it. What's the hubbub yeah, since, on this?
4: this January, February. Well, as far as I can tell, the way to, you know, there's uh, you know how Marvel solicited a ton of, um, female one shots this past right. month as part of the, the, the women of Marvel thing. There was a Firestar one and the, although it's not technically female, whether it's Cloak and Dagger one shot. There's been a bunch of them and some of them haven't come out yet, but this is kind of like that, but uh, I'll wait until David reads it. Cause I don't want to just discuss it on my own, but, uh, yeah. It's just an odd duck, put it that way for I considering will read it for next week yeah, considering where it, it just it, I'll, I mean I'll leave it at that. I just thought it was an odd duck relative to to what's going on in all of the X books right now with hope and and how important that whole storyline is, so just uh be curious to get your thoughts and Vince, if you want to scrounge it up this week and read it, that'd be cool too
0: but I, I can do that, yeah, yeah, I can do that yeah. um second coming, let's spoil it. I love I love Chris's. (laughs)
2: Hey, I really I really like the Firestar one shot. Yeah, I'm looking forward to reading
4: that one. It was Uh,
2: it's it's good to see Sean McKeever writing stuff that he's I think really well suited for. No mm -hmm. one no one writes a 19 year old girl better than Sean (laughs) McKeever.
4: For sure, for sure,
2: (laughs) it's true. Mm
0: -hmm. The
4: man has a gift. By the way, how good has X-Men been
2: lately? You know why?
4: Phantom X bitches!
0: No oh boy. Wouldn't know. Oh.
2: You oh, you know, you know you sure. pro, pro, project, project Superpowers? Yeah? Much more interesting to me.
4: Well, you oh, can't say that have
2: read them both.
1: Yeah. <laughs> 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 I've read,
4: I've he- I, I spoken and read the first four issues of Black Terror, so it's not like I'm being mean, you're just being mean because you hate mutants. I'm, yeah, I'm just
0: <laughs> a, I, am, <laughs> I am. I, I am just being <laughs> mean. Jason, say you're being mean again. That was mean. <laughs> that was great. Um, I heard that Phantom X is going to be an actual member of one of the X teams. Yes, that's the
4: rumor. Neat. I, I will. I will flate myself if that's true.
0: I don't want to see that. I don't even want to hear about that. <laughs> that is, yeah, but I mean, it's it's t- due time, don't you think? Great character. They've been using him more in, in recent books, but he yeah. needs to be front and center, I think.
4: Well, you know what's great is that Eva is back because she wasn't around the last time he was in the books.
0: Oh, Cause, really?
4: Yeah, because she had gotten kind of walloped in the whole... Um, the, with the whole Wolverine arc, where they all were, you know, figuring out that the uh, the, the the Weapon X program and and uh, Eva had kind of gotten blown up, but I guess she's she's grown back. So it's good to see. Oh. Good to see. You. I don't know if it's even fair to call her, her. I mean, it's really part of him, but he calls her her. So
0: right. anyway, she's back. You know who's not back? In Ooh. Second Coming? <laughs>
1: uh, 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 <laughs> no, I don't want to. I
0: don't want to say. I don't want to say. No, who, who's that? No, I can't. I can No, it's, it, it. it's dirty, dirty carpool. Dirty, dirty.
4: Are you uh, fronting on the art? Are you?
0: No, the uh, the one character uh, met uh, their demise today in the. Oh, film, so. okay.
4: Well, yeah, oh, oh, today to you mean? Oh, so you're talking about Second Coming number two? Oh, somebody died. Yeah, oh, dude, died. we can't talk about it. I thought you meant Second Coming number one.
0: No, I didn't
4: I, I haven't read I just, number two yet. So we can't I just know.
0: want, I was just being a uh, a dork. I gotta uh, give
4: him his props, though. Dave, I gotta give him his props. I, I thought, and again, I haven't seen issue number two, but I thought David Finch did a, a bang up job on the first issue.
0: I, I love Finch. I think Finch uh, is yeah, great. Yeah, I,
4: I mean, I, but I, I know he seems to be one of those artists that, that is somewhat controversial. Uh, um, some people like him, some people not so much. I, I thought he, I thought Second Coming was, was, beautiful I, I i love that first issue so
0: i actually looked at a cover for brightest day because finch drew it and he did wow. a great job on it too yeah i like what he's doing i've, I've oh god it must a, have
2: been awesome for you to. that's what i'm that. saying that's
0: what i'm saying i was looking well, at it now, like, so brightest, brightest,
2: day. brightest brightest day number one was really enjoyable by the way
0: yeah that's true that's it was
2: i, um, I liked it i liked it quite a bit so what's is, the
0: whole premise i mean is it is it
2: it, it's it's going it's to be kind of like 52, honestly. Yeah. Like 26. Yeah. Every
4: other yeah. week, I'll look into those characters that were resurrected.
0: So they're self contained issues then? No. But they A
4: year in a life of like, these characters yeah. and adjusting back to being alive again. And with, oh, so know, the, what
0: the, the various characters will cross pollinate. It's, it's not just like uh, extended same, backups yeah. like in, in, in uh, what was it? Um, not Trinity. Yeah, like uh 52 how it had the two-page character portrait yeah. oh, backups in the back.
2: No, it, it's gonna, I think it's going to be like 52. It's going to be it's going to be these ongoing stories with these characters so you're going to see how Aquaman kind of gets back to being Aquaman. Uh a Boston brand seems to be the the linchpin character in all this.
1: Yeah.
2: Um, which is is interesting, you know, because you know, dead man's alive. So, um, I, I it seems like he's gonna he's kind of the center cog on it. But yeah, the first issue seemed pretty seemed pretty cool. I liked it.
0: Save the bird, which was nice. That was that was cool.
2: So, yes. without without we spoiling,
4: suffice to say, then Vince, that you enjoyed issue number two of Second Coming.
0: Uh I'm not invested in it. Because, um, I've pulled back from the X books and, and I'm getting okay. them in, in collections now. It's just, mm-hmm. it's too hard to keep up. There's, there's too many books and, uh, just collating them to read them is, is a nightmare in itself with this, all the stacks mm-hmm. of books I have. So trades for me, but yeah, I mean, right. it was, it looked, it, it was okay. Uh,
4: you know, those are the books it, that I'll, go ahead.
0: No, it's just not a character. I love this character, but I don't think this character was handled very well the past maybe 10 years, maybe more. It's just they seem to have lost their way with um, this person and have mutated him. Well, it's a little Uh, bit of that moonlighting
4: thing, right? It's like once Maddie and once they slept together, it kind of ruined the show. I mean, when you have a character like Cable that's brought in, and the whole idea is that he's come back from the future to stop his timeline, and it largely revolves around apocalypse, right? Once he's had that big battle with apocalypse, it's kind of like, well, what do we do now, right? I mean,
0: that's it's it's, yeah, but it's right. You know, it's not it's not Cable, at least not yet. So uh, right, right, but I'm saying that's the
1: yeah. Right.
0: Um, I don't it was just kind of underwhelming. It was, it was okay, but like I said, the character as, as it stands today is not the character that I remember. So, whatever. I was like, yeah, okay, big deal. Let's move on. Um, s- right. We are, we're pushing uh, towards the ending here. Yep. So we better just do the bidness. This episode of 11 o'clock comics has been brought to you by Discount Comic Book Service, DCBService.com, get spectacular, huge discounts. Don't pay retail for books. You, you you can get 35 to 75% off your books and collectibles and other stuff. And after you've done that, check out the Summit City Comic Con because it's coming up and you're going to want to be there if you're in the area. Or even if you have some some uh, points on your visa you can get a cheap airfare, do it. Get there. SummitCityComicCon.com. There. And Chris will be there. There's all a reason you need. S- crazy all people. The-
2: I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be a nice little. It uh, uh, it's going to be the uh, you know the dessert to uh, Cidos Cidos,
0: right? Two I'm things. Jealous. Number number one, get your asses to a comic book shop this Saturday because it is what. It's
6: free F-C-B-D. Comic book Day.
0: Yes, it's free Comic Book Day, and I'm going to make one recommendation for that. Pick up Dark Horse's Doctor Solar. Because who's oh, nice. written yep, by? That's
2: one of the five I have coming via DCBS. Uh, here man. in Chicago at Challengers Comics, you mm-hmm. can um, meet the uh, the amazing and awesome Mr. Mike Norton. Uh, at Dark Tower Comics, you can meet the equally awesome and amazing uh, Mr. Tim Seely and Mr. Scotty Young. There you wow. go.
0: All in. Look at that. Yep. And do yourself a favor. And in this uh, issue of Previews, pre-order. It's from Bongo Comics. The comic book guy, the comic book. It's a five issue miniseries. <laughs> number one is solicited in here. If it's, if it's as funny as the preview images, it's going to be a winner. They show comic book guy dying in a number of ways. Mm-hmm. They have him dressed up as Robin and there's a crowbar behind his head and it says to kill Robin, call <laughs> 1-800. Uh, That's he's, awesome. they have him as Optimus Prime and he's handing over the Matrix, the Hot Rod. But the one that got me, he's dressed up as a girl with a green, Top and a mini skirt and platinum blonde hair. He's dressed as Gwen Stacy, and he's he's flying off the bridge, and he's got a a card in his hand that says "Snap." Oh,
1: that's funny. Oh, that's good. He's he's
0: Hawkeye, and it says "Not like this, not like Uh, this." (laughs) (laughs) All right. So yeah, comic book. Sold me on that. Comic book guy number one. Pre-order it from Bumble.
2: I, I, I implore everyone out there to uh spend the uh the 100 cents plus tax on iZombie. zombie. It it was great, but uh um uh, another thing I picked up at the shop a couple weeks ago. It's a uh it's a new uh, uh four issue series from Warren Ellis and uh at Avatar. It is Captain Swing oh. and oh, the yeah. Electrical Pirates of Cindery Island. I was going to so-
0: read that for this episode. Let's do it for next one.
2: Yeah, it's really good. It's really
4: awesome,
0: good. Jason. You read it?
2: Uh, I have it coming. I, I I
4: haven't read it yet, but I can have it read for next week because yep. I had it.
0: Ordered. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah, Dave probably cool. didn't get it, so he's out.
4: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll just, yeah. I'll, I'll stay quiet. Don't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Uh, just say something before we get into it and then at the end say something else it'll be like the longest David Price pause in history nice hard oh, work <laughs> and
3: then I'll finish it so yeah it'll be perfect uh, not a problem you you go what do you got David? I go I say you know what because I thought we were going to talk about it but we didn't um, Echo
2: oh yeah
1: oh. I read the
3: first trade so I'm suggesting we start start next like, week dude we'll start it off next week I don't know, man. We got a lot of shit to talk about next week already. You know man, what's we'll nuts? We'll
0: it, it's crazy that he's produced what twenty-one issues or something of that so far.
3: Because yep. the fourth. Why is that crazy? I it's supposed to come that... out this month, or
0: be, be so, yeah. he's I don't know. I, his I, like <laughs> <because> <laughs> I he's always that's oh, the yes, thing.
1: Razzle started the same month. Oh.
0: I always compare Razzle to Echo. Yeah, because they, sure they started the same time, and they both were the rejuvenation of two very popular comic book creators on new works. Yay! Oh, two. Oh.
2: And and by the way, they're good buddies as well. They yeah, they're yeah. very much inter, I- intertwined. Sure. Actually, the uh, the second trade for Razzle comes did it just come out this week. Come out this week, right?
1: I think yep. last week.
2: Yep. Well, I. I think to be fair to,
4: I like to poke fun at Jeff Smith for how long it takes to get a Razzle out. But to be fair, when he started Razzle, he did say it was going to be every two to three months, and yeah. he since he since more recently said, for his own pacing, he's more comfortable he's going to do it every two months because he thinks that three months is just. Too, too, too far apart. Well, to, I to, mean, uh,
2: do you do, you, do you hold it against him? I mean, the guys, you know, taking baths and big old money-filled tubs. Oh, no, I don't, I don't to, hold him against know, him at all. But, uh, own, but I, I just think money. it's not. I'm just trying to be fair to him in that uh,
4: Terry is intended intended Echo to be a more um, uh, a more frequently released yeah. series. And it, that, but but for Echo is actually a finite series as well. I think he said it's uh, in his mind, uh, give or take, plus or minus an issue, but he's, it's something going to be like a 35-issue series, oh. and he's done with it, oh. and he's got something he else lined Floyd, up. That. Yeah, yeah.
2: But, yeah. Uh, I, I love Echo.
4: Yeah, it's very good. We should definitely talk about that. Actually, was going to. I wanted to talk about Unwritten this weekend, and we didn't get a chance to do that either, but but uh, there you go. Um, it, in your travels, um, before you read something, uh, listen to some other podcasts. There's a lot of good ones out there, like Comic Book Noise, for example. So uh, do some listening, folks. If you after you listen to us, and after you listen to Don't Miss and I Fanboy and all the other good, listen to some other ones too because there's some good ones. Um, but then once you're ready to read again, pre-order because it's going to be badass. Darkwing Duck: The Duck Knight Returns from Boom Studios because there are few cooler characters than Darkwing motherfucking Duck bitches.
2: I I, I love me some Darkwing.
1: Jason,
4: love
2: some Darkwing Duck.
0: The love I have in my heart for you right now cannot be measured. Can nice. not be measured.
1: <laughs> nice! You're on the Didney.
0: You're talking about the Didney and the comics. I love you so much. Oh, I love the Darkwing. See, now you're <laughs> shitting on Project Superpowers. That's okay. <laughs> you brought it back home with the Darkwing guys nice, There nice, you go. Nice. Awesome. Oh, Good. and I,
4: I, I wanted to, before we do stuff, I wanted to tell you guys I'm very happy I made two purchases this week that I, I wanted to mention on the show because I'm giddy about them. First, I bought a first printing in honor of the Tat. I've wanted it for a long time—a first printing of Hitchhiker's. Nice, nice. Happy to have wow, that. hardcover. Yeah, it's a. It's yeah, nice. A first of, yeah, very happy for it. Uh, not that no, no, it's not really that expensive actually. When, you, when push comes to shove, um, if people are interested, it's because it's you know. Let's be honest, it's a niche. It's a book we all love, but it's not like a you know. It's not like <laughs> it's, not it's not like a, grapes of wrath. Yeah, precisely. Um, and the other thing is, and this was something I intended to do at C- Cido Cidosidos, but unfortunately, the art dealer in question wasn't there. But I did connect with him this week And on their way are two Pages of Mr. Paul Pelletier's Guardians of the Galaxy, bitches wooot,
2: wooot. Oh, you I suck,
4: suck. Giddy
2: <laughs> From
4: what Very issue?
0: Jealous.
2: Very jealous
4: uh, I, You know, I'll have to let you know I right. offhand, I. But they are both uh, Rocket Raccoon Groot pages
0: Oh, no, really <laughs> I'm jealous I am, I'm jealous Giddy. Yes. yes. Very, very Excellent. Cool. Excellent. For
4: those that are interested in, in Mr. Pelletier's artwork, he is repped by themightynib.com. Themightynib.com.
0: So. Oh, nice. Mm-hmm. Uh, reasonable? Yeah. Yeah. I mean,
4: yeah. Cool. Not like super cheap, but. but. We're
0: not talking Scotty Young prices. No, no, we're not okay. actually. Scotty's <laughs>
4: prices are. Scotty's baseline page is 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 quite a bit more expensive than than Paul's baseline page. Oh,
0: cool. This is nice, good to know. All right, David. Uh, yes, Vince? Hi. Hi. <laughs> Tell them we're going to be back next week. You do it. We're out of
3: here. Uh, Eleven o'clock comics dot com, podcast dot com, and two zero six three one two five two three nine. We say goodbye until yeah. next week.
0: Wow, I like that. You're going to do it every week now. (laughs) That was beautiful. See ya.
6: Good night, everybody.
4: Bye-bye.